keep it moving out there. So something called, um, when you're allowed to exist on the same continent as the United States of America oh, wow. protecting you uh -huh. with a nuclear shield around you, Shock um, you're polite and you support us when we've been attacked on our own soil. Let me just remind they've, everybody. They violated that protocol. Shock jock. They need us. They better hope the United States doesn't roll over one night and crush them. They are lucky we allow them to exist on the same continent. Amazing here, the arrogance of some people on the right, and saying we allow them Ouch. to be on the same continent Ooh. as we are. Ooh. We allow them to, they to be. They are lucky. Uh, they are, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's very nice of you to allow Canada to be our neighbor. You know, it's called geography. We don't really have a choice. We have to live in a global <laughs> community. We could have taken them over. Is uh, that what you want? Yeah, but no. All we I didn't. want is the western portion, the ski areas, the cowboys, and uh, the wingers. You know, and you make great. I got to. I got to. I got to admit, Ann, you make great copy. You say things which get quoted, no, they're true. very funny, they're very entertaining, it's true. I mean, but, look at but that's the height of arrogance. They don't even need to have an army because they are protected because they are on the same continent with the United States of America. If we were not the United States of America, Canada, would, I mean, we're their trading partner, we keep their economy. We're the number one trading partner. We do more than a billion so dollars of business a day. Yeah. Not only that, 85% of Canada's exports go to this country, and they're also our top external and, and source of energy. We need each and other. And you know what, Alan? It's one yeah, of the countries we, we actually right. get along with pretty well. Right. You know, it helps well, we both of us. We did. No, it helps. It continues. Yeah. It helps both of us. We share a lot of culture and a lot of interest. Why do we want to have to ridicule them and, and, and be deeply right. offended if they disagree with us? Oh, something else I want to point out. Because they speak French. Yeah, something else I want to point out about the French, because it's very fashionable Shock again on your side to denounce the French. We like the English-speaking Canadians. Is it Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. <laughs> Enter the hideout and be heard. Chuck Chuck. You know, I can hate a Canadian just as well as anybody else, but I would never say we should take them over. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, F.A.? Oh, two hours and counting until I'm done for the night. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1, F.A. and Dubs. On what is a Thursday night, mm -hmm. the beginning of the rest of my life. Come on into the hideout. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Hefe Dubs here, Chunks Corolla, executive producer, he's rolling around, literally. Um, also, too, Tommy Bateman, our director. Matt Albert screens your phone calls. At 407-916-1041 at 888-978-1041. Whenever you call, we ask you for a hideout name. Don't use your real one. Nicknames always work. Or a name maybe you've never been satisfied with Greg and you'd rather go by Carl. Well, here in the hideout, you can do Kip. it and get away with it. Um, also, too, we ask you for your area code as we have a little competition between the area codes to see who brings the better phone calls. And dubs, Matt Albert assigns you a grade. And whether or not your call is good or not. It is Thursday night. Because of that, uh, we will have the Chunks Fat Man Diary. I believe at 10, we are going to talk to a woman who, uh, porn star. 
Nice. She does a, uh, a, a I guess, triplexgirlsnextdoor.com, I mm-hmm. believe it is. We'll talk with her. And I want to see, she has a webcam. I want to see if she'll do stuff on the webcam while we're talking to her. That'd be awesome. That could be kind of fun. I'm seeing if we can line that up now. Dubs, we started with Flux in the 321. What's up, Flux? Hey, guys. What's going on? What you got, buddy? I have to say, uh, yesterday I kind of agreed with Coulter. You know, tired of people attacking the president. Only had been in the office nine months, blah, blah, blah. Right. But tonight, after hearing that clip you played... That's a wacky bitch. Yeah, yeah. He, and here's the, yeah. The, I mean, if she just went off once in a while on stupid things, she can be forgiven. But it, every time she has a book out or something that she needs to push, shock jock. Yeah, she throws out the shock jock card and starts saying we should have taken over Canada. Hey, yeah, that's that's just crazy. Completely running the gimmick. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Although, that was on Fox News. Shocker. Well, here's the thing. At least uh, they're they're stepping up against her. Well, it was Alan Combs. And the rest of the people in there were like, come on. All right, that's a little bit too much. Um, Although, if we took over Canada, I know we'd have great music. Avril Lavigne, some 41, Nickelback. We could all, Look at this photograph. We could all claim those as ours. Mm-hmm. Dub, starting off the show with a big congratulations to Abu Abdel Rahan Al Araki. He got a big promotion today. Now the uh, head of Al-Qaeda in Iraq. Oh. I know he had to kiss a lot of ass uh, to work his way up the company, and he has uh, made it to that next level. Now to have the biggest target on his back. Yeah, well, I mean, a promotion's a promotion, though. So, I mean, there are, there are work hazards. Well, you know, networking is part of it. Mm-hmm. And he has finally been able to move it up to the top, as Al Sakari was... Uh, as it was um, put on, a, I believe, the cover of uh, Drudge, eliminated. Uh, that's what they're saying, instead of killed or Exterminated, uh, detonated. Eliminated. They take it to that extra level. Well, I mean, uh, Bush always uh, talks in movie code anyway. Right. Everything he wants, he wants to sound like it came from a movie. Right. He has been eliminated. Now, here's what's interesting about Sub-Zero, it. now plain zero. That's, well, that's probably what they said during the... Uh, during the whole interview, uh, during the announcement. Now, here's the interesting thing about this, about fighting the uh, the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Death is not a deterrence. In fact, they're almost celebrating the death as if it were something important. Well, now he gets the virgins. It's like fighting zombies, where death really doesn't mean anything to them, because in a way, they're already dead. Yeah, it they've doesn't already, really matter. They've already come to accept death, mm-hmm. so when you shoot a zombie in the head or in the stomach, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to affect them. They're I mean, just... that that one, that, it'll stop that zombie, but there's a million more zombies right behind him, ready oh, to eat your brains. Trust me, he's already bitten them and given them the virus. Oh, yeah. It's spread way throughout the Middle East, and that, that hunger for brains, mm-hmm. or whatever it is uh, they're fighting for. Still not too sure on that. No. That is one interesting thing. When you kind of stop and think, what are the terrorists fighting for? Like, it's specifically Al-Qaeda. A lot of times, they they throw out a bunch of different explanations. They'll throw out the occupations and the, uh, you know, just... uh, That was Saddam's big thing, as far as the United States being in Saudi Arabia. mm -hmm. I know he was livid about that. But anyway, it was just real interesting to see. First of all, we got Zakari, probably about a year too late, but nonetheless, we've got him. And now they've got the other guy who got the promotion. It really doesn't matter when you get these guys. It, 
sure there's a lot of damage done by Zarqawi and everything, but now it's a symbolism thing more than uh, really taking down Al-Qaeda. Thing. Here's the thing. I think if we'd gotten Zarqawi right at the beginning of this whole mm-hmm. insurgency, we wouldn't be at the point we're at now. No, probably not. Now he's been in power for so long, and like I said, bitten enough other people to spread the zombie virus that it doesn't matter at this point. You're just going to be able to move the next guy up. You know what I mean? That whole thing. There's plenty of people ready and willing to take that spot. Mark in the 407, you're in the hideout. Just like with radio, ironically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, Mark? Hey, I was just uh, surfing the political chat boards today, and I saw that uh, Ann Coulter has a new book out. And some of the people that really aren't into her have put a little M in front of her name. Kind of made me look at her last picture on the book and wonder if she's equipped or she's just looking for something. All right, now here's the interesting thing, too, about her. Man, Coulter. I like that. Um, I told you, she has that... She has skinny tranny uh, type features. Right. I would be surprised if the wrinkle was pretty. Oh, I'm sure it's a mess. I'm sure she doesn't believe in uh, keeping a nice little shape pattern. Right. And if it is, it's an elephant. Uh, The Truth in the 407. What's up, The Truth? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, man, I'm just getting home from work. I haven't really had a chance to look at the news yet. But uh, I was just wondering if Bush has come out with this whole uh, the war is still justified speech after today's uh, well, he, elimination. Now, here's what's very interesting. They're playing it real close to the hip this go-around. Rumsfeld, Bush, kind of saying, well, you know what, this isn't going to stop anything. Um, Bush is smart because oh. they, they've gone off on the limbs before and been burned by it, yeah. so it's actually a smart move Yeah, by them. they haven't come out and said, this is now going to stop the insurgency. I think they're beginning to finally be, at this point, realistic. Yeah, they're going to uh, kind of pat themselves on the back, and I, I would say rightfully so. They got a big player there. Absolutely, and, uh, that's I think a it, I think it's a definite uh, score for the Bush administration, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to jump out as far as they would have maybe a year ago. Now, here's the thing, though. you got to remember there are more important pressing issues for the president. Of course. Like whether or not gay people want to get married. Sure, we got Zarqawi, but we need to talk about whether or not a couple of men want to shack up together and be able to have benefits. And I hate going back to the Ann Coulter all the time, but uh, yesterday on the Today Show or whatever she was on with, uh, what's his name? Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Uh, that w- they were talking about gay marriage before they got into the whole um, widows of 9-11. And she was just, you know, going off on how it, it, how wrong it is and how everybody agrees basically in the country on how wrong it is for two men or women to get married. That's just something I don't understand. I, if my neighbors right next to me, people really close to me, real close in my life, got married and there was same sex, I don't know how that would affect me ever. Well, Dubs, um, the problem here is there is no real answer. There is none. It's not going to affect you. No. It's not going to affect your children. And, and trust will... me, I try to see the other side, and I try to see how it will affect me. It's the decline of the moral values. That's the problem. Because, hold on a second, if you let a man marry a man, what's going to keep that man from marrying a dog? Who cares if they marry a dog? That's I don't want them having sex with a dog, but they can marry it and have every, every uh, kind of companionship. It's a slippery slope, my friend. It is. A it's a slope. slippery slope because then you go from man to man to man to dog. Or horse. Well, I know that I... We just saw went, something about a goat in Alabama. Pony. I know that most men, man-on-man relationships... Fun? They, well, no, they really want to be with dogs. 
I know the logic there. They want to be with dogs and maybe some kind of uh, donkey. Ironically, what's weird is that if you're a man who's into other men, mm -hmm. when you date women, you look for the ones who resemble dogs. Yeah. Who are in the true. lower end of the totem pole. The, the ones, ironically, manish. John Edwards. <clears throat> Alleged. Well, I'm, I'm just saying his wife's pretty ugly. Mm. And he's at a Wendy's. And he's a little too, <laughs> and he's a little too pretty. Yeah. Besides, I know Zarkawi's a big deal, but there are other more pressing issues here in America. Indecency on the radio mm -hmm. has to be stopped. That's a big one. Poop. Are you going to get me? Pee-pee. And don't forget, of course, the other big burning issue, steroids. That is one. Don't you shoot that into your All right. No, you don't. Leave You've got mail. Jesus. My bum-bum. There is something fun about a bum-bum. Again, coming around full circle I'm on the edgy. debate. You're right. Uh, 407-916-1041. I want to talk about my farts. You've But we did get Sarkawi. Mm-hmm. And again, the promotion for Abdul Abel Raham Al Araki. I think oh, they just, I just, they, do, they, do they throw another one out there with the worst name every time? I just, think the Al Al Raki, uh, Iraqi may, just means he's in Iraq or of Iraq. Oh, he has been identified as the deputy emir or leader of Al Qaeda in Iraq. Now that he's moved up in the world, now that Ar Zakari has been poo -poo has been terminated. Dubs, there's also speaking of Canada, for one second. Now, this is a bit shocking. Mm -hmm. Coulter may be onto something because Canada is apparently way ahead of the times. Way ahead of the times. They've got something that we here in America should be afraid of because they have it first. Mm -hmm. um, we gotta, we got to work on this. It's something that we need to be leery of. Hopefully it isn't the Dooney. Scabs the Clown in the 407 here in the hide. I'll give uh, Scabs the Clown the uh, kudos for the best name so far this week. What's up, Scabs? Hey, how's it going, guys? What you got? Yeah, I yeah, just heard you guys talking about gay marriage and uh, about, uh, you know, what's to stop people from marrying their pets. Mm -hmm. Well, pets have no legal standing. They have no assets. They can't sign a signature, and that's just ridiculous. You might as well keep banging the dog. <laughs> um, and I will, sir. Who don't would, don't tempt me. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Butthead. Literally. You've got mail. By the way, you could always, you know what they always do? Mm. Uh, the paw print. Sign, yes. That counts as the signature. And if we're up to the right wing, uh, they wouldn't want gays to have the same thing either, be able to own property, have jobs, marry. It's all the same to them. They so, basically yeah, see them with paw prints anyway. It's a hideout, Rural Radio 104.1. We'll tell you what Canada has next. Stay tuned. It's scary. Hour one in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. And Calder said we could take over Canada at any time, and I guess uh, we found evidence that we maybe should. Yeah, here's a re- I guess, I haven't really heard this, but it was sent to us. Um, somebody dropped it off saying, mm -hmm. you guys need to play this on the radio. This may be one of the reasons Michael Moore was right. In his film, Canadian Bacon, and uh, we need to attack and take over Canada. A revolution going on in rec rooms, offices, and classrooms around the world. A revolution in which 15 million people are taking part. They're sharing scientific data, arguing philosophy, or passing on cooking tips and gossip. Not 
All right, see, now that, first of all, is scary education. Mm-hmm. And that may be reason enough. People being informed. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. Night and day through a computer network called Internet. Bill Cameron has this report on the growing phenomenon of Internet. All right, hold on a second. What is this? I guess it's called Internet. Called Internet. Something crazy. The Canadians have discovered something that we haven't. Internet. Internet is a growing grid of independent computer networks interlaced. It's evolved from a U.S. It sounds like a web. That's odd. Like, you can almost get that idea of a whole bunch of computers interlocked somehow as if it were uh, a bunch of spiders. Yes, creating a huge web. ...military bulletin board in the 1970s to a worldwide computer switchboard. Two ways. You need, to go and you need a computer and a phone, and suddenly you're part of a new mesh of people, programs, archives, ideas. Playwright and Internet enthusiast John Allen says it feels a bit like everyday human fellowship, but it's bigger and more precise. You can walk into a bar and decide that you want to have a conversation about uh, football today because we're just at a football game, and there might be two or three people who want to talk about football in the bar, but it would be very difficult to find them. In this world, there's a table with a big sign on it saying football, and there's about 150. Wait a second. They don't even have football in Canada. Why would they want to talk about football in Canada? Oh, yes, they do. Now they they have Ricky Williams now. Oh, oops. uh, What's this thing called again? Internet. Or a thousand jocks from all around the world who want to talk about football. There's a, an interesting kind of restraint that you find. I mean, there's not a lot of cursing or swearing. There's not a lot of um, personal um, cuts. There's not a lot of... Um... Okay, now this is great. I like this idea of what they're calling Internet and going on there and being able to speak your mind without people calling you names without people yelling at you and cutting you down. Yeah, because I, you know, I imagine I'd go on there, say, hey, uh, I want to uh, say this, this, and this about something, and people just saying fag, and I don't want that. No, not at all. But I, I, I know I'm talking about penises, but I, there's no reason to call me that. But on this Internet, you can go there and say whatever you want to, and everything is fine. This is great. Put-downs that one would expect to find. There's not, you know, there's not screenfuls of, you know, go to hell. Uh, <gasps> it's surprising. The electronic scream means you're connected to anywhere, to anyone riding the same Internet circuit, from Turkey, Greenland, Peru, or Nova Scotia. So you put out a general question, and you wait. And the answers to that question we posted to the world about the meaning of the Internet. Dine in Oslo. There are no borders on the Internet. Color, age, and nationality don't matter. Andrea in Washington, D.C. It frees me to be me, not someone inconveniencing others with my needs as a deaf person. Richard, somewhere in England. All I right. can indulge my... I may be against it. If the deaf can have access to this... If it's something that... They have not been able to hear or speak their mind for a reason. God doesn't want them to. If it's something that somehow the handicapped can use, maybe it's not for the rest of us. There's a reason why God made them retarded. Not retarded. Hattie in Toronto. It has more soul than any human being I know. Mark in Pennsylvania. 
The net is helping the University of Asmara in Eritrea with books on everything. Gerardo in Mexico. It's a window to the world. Markets in Milan. Internet is living all over the world. Fun, information, anonymity, part of our everyday life, and much, much more. Much, much more every day. Magazines, newspapers, television programs have started to take notice, and the coverage has led to an explosion of interest. The Internet is growing like an embryonic brain at a rate of 10% a month. It's all pure, clear, free, unregulated communication, although some of the regulators are thinking about changing that. U.S. congressional hearings into the Internet begin next month. Here in Canada, nothing yet. Borders still count for something. For CBC Primetime News, I'm Bill Cameron in Toronto. All right, I got to know, what do you guys think about this new phenomenon? You know, I see some upsides to it. I really genuinely wonder what it is that could be positive about this new thing that apparently, I guess, Canada doesn't have, and they're a little jealous. Internet. All right, what do you got some ideas? You want to invest in this thing, Dubs? I'm, I'm thinking it would be smart. And I, since there is no real uh, you know, hatred going on there, how about we make this thing where you can go on the Internet, go and make an online community where uh, people have a space. Uh, hold on a second. First of all, I like the idea. You call it whatever it is online. Yes. Well, it I makes mean, you seem hip. Instead it, of on the phone, you're online. Exactly. All right, I'm digging that. So we're you, online. Online community where everyone has a space. Maybe we call it MySpace. Never work. Stupid. Hmm. I, here's the problem. Who would be dumb enough to put their real lives... I mean, what would be on this? MySpace. Photos? Sure. What are you gonna Whatever be, you want. It is your space. What, are you going to be stupid enough to... Like, write your most inner thoughts and post it for everyone to see? You know what? I like that. You uh, you write posts, you let everybody look at it, it'll be like a kind of an online diary. No. Would you show someone your regular diary? No, because this won't be a, a normal diary. We'll call it a blog. Right, What's a you, blog? Now you've lost me. Now you're just way over my head, and I'm not even getting what you're saying. I'm just having ideas. It's a brainstorming session here. I guess Canada and everywhere else are coming in with this new thing. Internet. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. How about if there was a place to go on the Internet where you could uh, meet the person of your dreams? Would you be into that? I mean, I guess it's a little bit better. I'm kind of shy. I don't like to meet people in bars and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, there's a place where you can create an online profile. We'll call it eHarmony.com. Hey, Chunks. Why would, why would you call it? That seems make, a little... Why E? Why Harmony? It seems a little too far out there. And the dot .com is just way out there, but I, I think it'll work. I don't understand <laughs> what the dot .com means. Now, I want Chunks to call my friend Dr. Neil uh, Warren. And uh, we can uh, see if he can hook this up for us. I, I know he's a genius in relationships. I didn't know you knew doctors. Yeah, Neil Clark Warren. Tommy in the 407, you're in the hideout. What's up, Tommy? Hey, guys, how you doing? Two right. quick things. Uh-huh. I think the, the Internet's uh, uh, 
it's a revolution created by left-handers because it's teaching men to type and use a mouse with just their left hand. All right, now that is interesting because you got to be able to. Now, by mouse is a fairly new concept to me, but you can do it with your left hand. What's this mouse you speak of? I guess your right hand is occupied. That is correct. With your junk. I understand. I don't, know, I don't think we need animals to run the internet. It's not about. It's it's a hideout. Real radio one hundred four point one. Hour one in the hideout, Row Radio 104.1. All right, Dub, somebody dropped off a letter here at the hideout. Yes. Uh, Fob, actually Doorman in the 847, said, How about a place where you can go and show naked pictures of women on this internet? And Evil Eye also dropped off a letter. He said, Porn will be taking over this new internet. People, people will be sending photos of naked women for all to see. Hustler and penthouse will become useless. I say it's the decline of our society right here. Children will be able to access the images. And by 2006, Big Brother will be commonplace. You will be viewed, listened to, and arrested according to what you do on this internet. I'm telling you, it's something we need to look out for. It's going to take over our lives. Mm -hmm. Mr. Head in the 863, what's up, man? Now you've really sparked my interest with this internet... When you spoke of porn, what if you were actually able to go to a place on the internet and view a so-called moving picture, uh, if you will? Slow down. Slow down, son. These moving pictures you speak of, that is way too involved. I, can't I mean, even... the only thing that moves on the, the computers right now is Oregon Trail. Right. I can't imagine a moving picture. A little too far. Now, can you imagine what it was like when Duran Duran was hot in the 80s? And this was the new thing. And people were scared out of their mind over... It's so funny when you go back and you listen to that story. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're just like... Inter- they don't even call it the internet. It's internet. internet. And it sounds so daunting. Well, even they put the music behind it. Right. Uh, the deep, dark music. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, Dubs, mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this, but according to college students, iPods... What are, are these iPods you speak of? ...are now more popular than beer. This is where we've gone in a very short amount of time. Literally 20 years. All right, let's say in the 80s, mm-hmm. and you're jamming to ABBA, all right? And, so you, and you have your best friend tell you... These cassette, these cassettes, yeah. this tape, it'll all be rendered useless because you're going to be able to get all of your entire tape collection into this little slender thing, <laughs> and it will not only sound great, you'll be able to take it wherever you want to go, never having to rewind, flip it over. I'd say that's wacky new-new, my friend. At the same, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, there's no way. Oh, yeah, you would never think. I mean, when CDs came out, I'm like, yeah, this is the top of the mountain. Look at how far we've progressed with this, yet cars are still the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they haven't uh, really taken the engine any further. You know, It's still a spark and a bunch of flammable liquid flying in there, <laughs> throwing a big piece of metal back, and that's what moves your wheels. Literally the same uh, base, same basic concept since, what, the 20s? Mm-hmm. Or whenever? <laughs> 
yet music is completely changed. Thank goodness. <laughs> what, you don't like Dancing Queen? Kyle in the 407. What are you, gay? What's up, Kyle? Hey, buddy. What about a place where we can get all of our files and put them on the Internet and download from each other so we would never have to buy music again? What does download mean? And what are files? Are you actually putting manila folders <laughs> in your computer? <laughs> See, that's part of the problem. Thank you, Kyle. This sounds like devil talk to me. Oh, it is. What, ABBA? Yeah, actually. <laughs> in certain parts, yes, this is the mark of the beast. All right, let me ask you this. Yes. What's going to be the next craze? Because you see, uh, all right, a shocking survey of U.S. college students revealed that beer drinking has been disposed as the most in thing to spend time doing now that you have iPods. The last time for college students that beer was overtaking was overtaken, it was in 1997 by something called an internet. Have you ever have you noticed too that beer hadn't really changed either? No, I mean you'll uh, you'll have a certain amount of people that will like their malt liquor better, but usually not. That's just in certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Really, what it comes. Well, down then to the it. white kids think those neighborhoods are cool, so they jump on it. Oh yeah, I like King Cobra. <laughs> no, you don't. Still you just saw a couple of black people <laughs> drinking, and you thought it was cool. Do you remember the commercials for? Um, what was the bull one? Steel Reserve. Schmitz. Uh, or Schlitz. 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 Yeah, the and big the blue bull, bull. Yeah, and the bull would come running through the wall, and it's the big party. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Steel Reserve was another one that was just... Oh. Have you ever had Steel Reserve? Yeah. There's like a thickness to it. It's like you're drinking a beer shake. <laughs> Alright, yummy. I like chocolate shakes and I like beer. You drink one of those things and you're gone. Oh yeah, they're yeah, uh, they're a big like uh, what would you say, twenty four ounce can. Yeah. You down that thing and you're screwed. Now, have you noticed though that do you think within finally the next ten years virtual sex will come about, or do you think like the government? What do you mean virtual sex? Where you can hook up to your computer and have sex. Hmm. Um. Like, like with feeling and everything. The complete simulation of it. Well, I know there was. Uh, I think it was called the Gleam Cube, where it successfully. Uh, now I saw the movie. I think it was Christian Slater. Great movie. Where you could put your hand on it and you could feel someone else's hand from another country. It's funny. I just got a nod of respect from Tommy <laughs> for that one. Thank uh, you. I think it was renamed. It had two uh, two titles actually. What was it? The other one was the Brothers Love. I think wasn't that where his brother was an Asian kid that got killed. Oh, I forgot. I don't about know what that. the hell you guys are talking. It was about. a skating Gleaming movie. the cube. Ah, you know. missed it. I'm sorry. Dubs, it's just out in the theaters this week. Exactly. Yeah, actually. Um. Jeez, leave your house. No. Watching your four channels of uh, that new Fox channel. Yeah, the new. I don't think that Fox channel is gonna last. I don't either. And they only show programming like twice a week. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what would be stupid if in the future you had people on there singing old songs, basically karaoke on the television. Never work. Could you imagine? Just all the stupid ass ideas that have been thrown out there, and people are making a whole lot of money. Yeah, they, I mean, if you have told someone, all right, there's going to be a show that's just just karaoke, and everybody's going to love it. People are like, no, I'm not going to watch karaoke. Oh, I hate yeah. karaoke bars. Why would I watch karaoke on TV? Oh, yes, you will. It'll be the biggest thing in America. Because and in you Britain. get to vote. You have the power. 
right, what's going to be the next next best craze, Dubs? Hmm. The next big thing as far as technology goes. <sighs> you see anything in the horizon? There has to be something. I don't really see it. And I'm terrible at forecasting these kinds of things because I thought, just like I said before, it's going to take a while for anything to take over the CD. Mm-hmm. The CD is going to be there forever. Uh there's MP3s. There's... No, that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't foresee the MP3 taking over the CD. I'm uh, terrible at it. Uh, let's go to D in the 321. What's up, D? Hey, what's up? What you got? Hey, the, the other name for gleaming the cube was a boy's vengeance. A boy's vengeance. Uh, did you know that one, Tommy? It a... sounds like the gayest I'm, movie ever. I'm gonna have to double check that. I don't know if that's where I, quite. Right. I don't know why they changed the name either. All right, thank you. Right, we're gonna check it out on IMDb. Thank you, D. Appreciate it, sweetie. I must have missed this whole year when this movie came out because I don't even remember one little bit about it. Uh, four seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight. Such a square over there. <laughs> Let me ask you, what's your favorite piece of technology? The thing I use the most, like. Would- Probably be uh, satellite TV. Satellite TV is good, but they even had that way back then. I know, but it's not nearly. It was a huge thing where you had to actually go to G4 channel 22, and didn't you have the you had yeah. the super big dish? Didn't yes, you? I did. Yeah, there's a big blue screen that came up with all these different satellites on them, named like different things like G4, G1, S2, S3, and uh, you'd have to go to S3. Uh, channel 22, and it took like a good three minutes for your dish to circle around to that satellite. Oh, wow. I thought it was called the Brothers Love. She thought it was called the Brothers Vengeance. Is a, a Brothers Justice. <laughs> oh, she was closer. She wins. Congratulations, D. Whatever. Good job, sweetie. Beat it, whore. Uh, hey, Dubs, just so you know, Brian's adopted brother is killed when he discovers that the shop he works in sends weapons to Vietnam instead of medications. Uh, you know what? To the police, it looks like suicide, but Brian knows better. I do remember that movie. I went to the theaters. Wait, it, wait. It was between that or Josh and Sam. Brian knows Do you know better. I had a dream about Josh and Sam? <laughs> I still don't even know what it is, but for some reason it overtook my dreams. Really quickly, I also had a dream last night about Napier. Mm-hmm. And no, in the dream, I'm yelling at him. I'm like, dude, stop being such a screw up. And that's all I remember is him doing something and screwing it up. I like physical contact, even craved it with men. Here's my favorite piece of technology. Okay. I would have said iPod, but I'm kind of over the iPod. I've been through three or four of them already, so whatever. The DVR. Dubs, the DVR may be the greatest invention that we have. Hmm. I'll tell you what I have saved up from the week. I have a couple of episodes of House, To Catch a Predator. I've got Lost sitting there. I've got ER sitting there. Mm -hmm. I have an entire almost two days worth of quality programming. Colbert Report, Daily Show, Mr. Show. I got all this sitting in this little box waiting just for me to veg out and watch it. It is The DVR is probably the next greatest invention that we've had. I've wanted it for years. I just haven't been able to get it. I'm telling it's almost worth leaving satellite. No, I, I can't. Know. I, have, I have to watch my lines, or I would. I'd have no problem leaving and getting a DVR if I could get the lines on uh, on cable. Why would you want them? Oh, you know, never mind. I'm pulling for them. Go lines. Thank you. Go lines. Just because here in about an hour, 15 minutes, I'll be sitting in that chair watching that television, and Dubs will be in the big chair. Dr. C, too much in the 321. What's up? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thank you, buddy. 
Hey, uh, hey, I was thinking about a couple of years ago, I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be cool to be sitting at home and the phone rings? And then you really have to go somewhere, so you just take the phone with you, and you have this personal phone that you never uh, never have to worry about, never have, can take it anywhere you go. Here's the problem. you got to have a very long wire for that. I don't know yeah. how long you're, the wire is for you to be able to walk around with this phone you can take anywhere. That's crazy. Well, I've, I've got a truck. I just keep a big-ass spool in the truck. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. C, too much. Some of these things are just zany, man. But I'm telling you. Remember when the phones, for, the cell phones first came out and they were the size of a brick? Oh, yeah. I had my dad's. I had one in high school. I'm telling you, I was Joe Cool. <laughs> and literally, when you're, when you're driving with it, it's almost impossible because it's so heavy, you have to hold it up almost with two hands. And that's probably the reason why you're sick so much lately. That thing just letting up radiation in your body. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm sick and I'm dying. I'll probably die within the next two weeks before uh, Mavs and sick. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen the movie Wall Street when Michael Douglas is carrying around his cell phone mm-hmm. with a battery that's maybe the, twice the size of a briefcase? And you just wonder, how did that get to where we can just fold it in half that, and that, put it in our pocket? The little thin razor yeah. phones, which really, I don't, I mean, it's uh, it's like a card. My favorite bit on that uh, British uh, kind of jackass type show uh, that's on Comedy Central. What's it called? Uh, Sanchez something. No, Team Sanchez. No, on uh, Comedy Central, uh, where he has like the big. Cell phone and he just screams into it. Trigger happy TV. Trigger happy, t- trigger happy TV. That That'll is, be racist. Th- I have to sometimes. Uh, that is probably the best bit on that show where he just carries around this thing. It's about the size of a uh, of a briefcase. Flips it over. It's a huge phone. He's just screaming into it around everybody. All right, that seems kind of funny. That seems fun. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Wrapping up hour one Thursday night in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, I got this from Sam C. A letter yes. on the internet. No way, dudes. You have to be kidding. Technology. As I type this from my Smith Corona word processor, <laughs> badass. As I listen to my kick-ass 8-track tra- tape collection and watch Billy Dee Williams on VCR drinking King Cobra. Keep the dream alive, my friend. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> Betamax. Nice letter. Going to be around forever. Great show, guys. Your Michigan connection. Sam C. Thank you, Sam C. Hey, speaking of technology, mm-hmm. uh, for the real. You know, I have satellite radio, big deal. Yep, that's out there. It's uh, it's all over the place. Now they're going to bring the same concept to buses. Um, a Massachusetts company is going to beam commercial radio broadcasts into every school bus every morning and afternoon. It's um, bus radio. Ah. Essentially. So um, these, this uh, station will be safe for ch- uh, children and uh, kind of helpful to them as well? Yeah, I say it's going to be a lot like satellite radio with the hookups, and they'll directly send it. It's going to be um, free re- receivers, daily feeds of pop music. Um, each hour include 44 minutes of songs, six minutes of safety announcements, PSAs, mm-hmm. eight minutes of advertising, plus two minutes of corporate-sponsored contests that all the students would hear. And um, Actually, they're going to have a morning show, too. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're also going to have disc jockey banter. And I didn't know they were actually going to have a morning show. Yeah, I guess uh, they, they hired on a morning show and uh, 
they have it online where you can pick up and uh, kind of listen to clips of it. I guess if you want to carry this into your school, you get a chance to kind of check it out. Did you download some? Yeah. All right, here's Bus Radio um, is going to be the new fad. It's starting in Massachusetts. Now, the big thing is that the advertisers, mm-hmm. eight minutes of commercials for kids on the bus, um, really getting them early. But you always want to build, you want to have a strong at morning show, just like rural radio, a strong morning show, strong afternoon show with uh, the Phillips file, too. And then filler at night. Exactly. The grout. That's the hideout. All right, here's the uh, the banter, I guess, uh, from the first show that these DJs put on for the, the kids on the bus. Bus radio. And now the hideout wonders, what would happen if you took a morning zoo crew and put them in an everyday situation? Mojo and Weasel. Mojo and Weasel here on your school bus radio network. I'm Mojo. And I'm the Wacky Weasel. We are your short bus morning show. Hey, hey, hey how you doing? Been a long time. Been a long time since we're, uh, we've been, been broadcasting. Yeah, we uh, got booted off regular airwaves. And now we are doing the school bus radio network. And we did our first show today. We're walking into the school. And the metal detectors wouldn't allow us to uh, bring our instruments in, so we have to do everything with our mouth. Beep, 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 beep. They went beep, 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 just like that. And now, now we have to do all of our sound effects with our mouth, like a wooga. That, that's that's the accordion. So uh, let's uh, start the show off today. Yeah. See, we uh, got to take a look at all of the the school buses we will be broadcasting to, and we got to meet a few of the, the kids that will be broadcasting to and be here, uh, hearing us. And I'll tell you what, Mojo. Yeah, what's that? I saw one of the finest ladies in the world today. The, um, Weasel, uh, we were on the uh, the third grade bus. That's why we get kicked off the air the first time. Man. A wooga, a by the way, Salisbury Steak is on the plate today. If you have a reduced lunch run, you you only get one roll. What did you say? You only get one roll? What was that food item? A roll. That's the word of the day! God, this, this gig ain't gonna last long either. No, it's not. We really do suck. Alright, it's a little sneak peek of bus radio. I guess our uh The short bus morning show. Yeah, with Mojo and Weasel. That's that's too bad the boys have fallen that for. I know mm-hmm. there's some great hits before with Mojo and Weasel. Yeah. And they've fallen all the way to uh bus radio, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Uh it always picks up. Yeah, I mean, you have to they can uh, always, hit rock bottom before you shoot back up. They can always try out for nights out in Arizona. Yeah. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Hour 2, Thursday night, the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, Hefe and Dubs, uh, J-Dubs. I'm getting people now because we grade the calls when they call in. They want to know what their GPA is. Ah, I would say 2.5. Uh, yeah, EJ from the U goes, what's my GPA? And I go, just like when you were at the U, 2.6. <laughs> just an eligibility. Shockey was given that 2.1, and he got to play. <laughs> you were hoping for a semester where he failed to get on the field. Uh, 407-916-1041, and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Well, there we go, Mojo and Weasel on bus radio. But I guess that's not the worst thing going on at schools, Dubs. I know. I guess uh, there is a school over by uh, Flint, Michigan, that uh, there's a teacher there who is kind of pressing charges against some former students after graduation. 
uh, they apparently grabbed his ass when they went up there to accept their diploma. <laughs> that doesn't seem so bad. Well, the uh, the the principal's pretty pissed off about it because he uh, he can't punish them because they're out of school. So he wants to punch him somehow, so he's pressing charges. I got the news story right here. All right. Keith Smith is working to press charges against two students, he says, inappropriately touched him after they accepted their diploma. ABC 12's Taryn Asher joins us live with a story from the newsroom. Taryn. Well, Keith Smith says he's in shock and, frankly, embarrassed about what these two students did when they took the stage. They came over to shake my hand, and after, you know, as they were shaking my hand, they reached around, and grabbed my, my butt, and Whoa. started rubbing it. Kyle Principal Keith Smith says not just one, but two students did that in front of thousands of people at the Clio Amphitheater. What the hell is the problem? I know, it's just so a little... what? A couple seniors having a little fun right before they get out of school. For goodness sake, they grew up in Flint. Or thereabouts. Clio, which has to be worse just by name. Right. Sunday during graduation. Unfortunately, since I've graduated, you know, basically they're done with school. Um, and that's why I did contact the police, because I do think actions and consequence, um, you know, that there should be a consequence for the action. The Clio police chief says they are investigating the incident. The attorney for one of the accused students tells ABC 12 he has been retained because the principal wants the students charged with fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct. If I did this to a student. I would be out of a job. If I did this to a parent, I would be out of a job. I can see his point there where he, he if he did this action, he would be kicked out. He would be booted. But if you did this action when you were in school, you wouldn't have been uh, charged. You wouldn't have had your life ruined. You wouldn't have never been able to be a principal. Right. Uh, I don't know why people get uh, all upset, you know, that this happened to me, and because I'm a principal, I'm not allowed to file a complaint. What happens next, Smith says, is up for police to decide, but some parents believe he's taking this graduation prank too far. Graduation, kids have fun, that's, you know, it's no sense wrecking their what's left there. And these are classic Michigan people. Uh, they're still ro rocking the mullet. I thought your grandfather was dead. <laughs> these guys are probably in their... Mid thirties, uh, long. That guy's in his mid thirties. Yeah, long blonde mullet type hair and uh, prison tattoos. Their life. I think he wants to make students accountable for their actions, and I, I can't say that I blame him. But more importantly, Smith says he needs to set an example so something like this doesn't happen again. That's not okay. If it is okay, then, then what happens next year? Is it, is it okay to grab me in a different way, or is it okay to grab yes. a classroom teacher? Clio police are expected to hand the case over to the Genesee County prosecutor who will then decide whether to file charge. I'm sorry, I just had a really flashback. awful flashback of being in Michigan. In Genesee G County. Genesee County. I mean, really, that one scarred me right there. That would hurt a little bit. We did speak to the attorney of one of the students accused in this case. Jeff Clothier calls the principal's accusations absurd. He says they plan to fight this because there is no way this student grabbed his bottom for sexual purposes. In the newsroom, Taryn Asher, ABC 12 News. Does that matter? Actually, I'll tell you what. A pat on the backside mm -hmm. is commonplace. You see high school baseball coaches doing it all the time to their players, and it has nothing to do with being a sexual thing. It is literally a, hey, good job, attaboy, that whole thing. It has nothing to do with sex. It's more of a congratulations, good job. Hey, you're the you're the greatest principal we've ever had. And I'm clap, just giving clap. a little pat on the butt to exactly. uh, signify it. I doubt that that's what they were doing. I think it was just a high school prank where they were, you know, done, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna 
grab the principal's ass, get a good laugh, and that'll be oh, end with it. You know, I, and I can see him getting more people trying to do this next year. But you set up a clause next year where, you know, something will happen to you. Jay in the 586. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm from that area. Um, I'm actually just down here visiting, and that place is like a podunk little town. They probably just mistook them for their uncle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you're right on for that. Yeah, because I've never heard of Clio, and they said there I have thousands of people there. Oh, well, I, I, worked, I was just there. I worked there last month. I worked there, Banana 101.5 in Flint, and uh, I've heard of Clio. You're whether in uh, Fenton and Clio. <laughs> you're... I remember Flint, uh, Fenton. Oh Jesus, so awful. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. All right, good graduation pranks. Is there ever one that genuinely gets you over? Well, I mean, I've, we've had the people who wrote the swear words on the top of the cap, you know, and like the white tape, and that usually will get over, and no one will raise a huge stink about. It. They'll just make you take it off. I don't remember anybody doing anything at my school. No. No one came in naked underneath the gown? No. I remember being my, my graduation just being so lackluster. It was in the gopher bowl. No one cared. I just remember going out to I remember going out to eat and my dad getting pissed. Because it, it was I had to have my mom's side of the like my mom and mm-hmm. her new family and my dad and his new family. And this was still things weren't fresh, but you know yeah, it's not we, like it's not you know. Ten years later, you know what I mean? Like now, where it's no big deal if they see each other. It was kind of, well, they're acting this way and they're acting the other way. But as far as graduation goes, I hardly remember it. In my school, everybody was afraid to do anything because they instilled that fear in you. If you did anything, you, you will get, not walk. Yeah, you, you will not walk. We will make you. Well, I remember, well, see, you're walking. That's the thing at graduation. You're walking. But the problem is they say they won't give you your diploma. Which I don't think is... Uh, legal. I think they have to give you your diploma. You graduated. Why would they be able to hold out your diploma because you grabbed the guy's ass? Was graduation always... Didn't you always walk and then you had like the last three days of school left? Or did you no. graduate? Did you finish school, then graduation was the week later? We had uh, we finished school. Graduation was... like We'd finish school on Thursday. We'd go whole weekend without graduation. And then the next weekend would be graduation. And then there would be an, uh, where they would give you, hand uh, you a diploma, but it wasn't actually a diploma. It was just kind of a piece of paper wrapped up. And then we'd have this uh, all-night thing, the senior all-night uh, party. Lock-in? Yeah, kind of lock-in thing, where if you went to that, you got your diploma. If not, it came in the mail. What the hell is going on? That's the most precious thing on earth, apparently, a diploma from Fowlerville. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the Road Warrior in the 321. What's up, Road Warrior? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, buddy. At my uh, high school graduation, they deterred any type of pranks by not giving your diploma when you walked. You just got the little book that the diploma came in. Mm-hmm. So once you got down from the stage, back to the gym, and didn't do it, didn't act up, then you got your diploma. All right, so I, I don't see how they can hold that diploma over your head uh, forever if you do one little prank. I mean, it's, that, it's, it's that was the idea. but you know what? It's precious, though, Road Warrior, because when you're growing up, man, especially when you're a high school senior, you want that thing so bad, you just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Screw it. I just want to get out of here unscathed and want to, you know, get out of high school for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. 407-916-1041, Props to the names tonight, too. Road Warrior, Flux, when, Scabs the Clown. Good job with your hideout names this evening. Now, when you walked... Hefe, did uh, they uh, did they let you walk in any order, or did they 
do the thing that they did at our school where they would uh, walk you in order of grade point average. All right, no, see. So the dumb people were in the back. It was such a uh, you know flexing muscle type thing and where finally, hey, hey stupid go to the back rounding up the uh, the final Johnson Justin Johnson no I was not in the back B J Wellman uh, thank you Fowler's finest but there was you know uh, you know how they have the retard room where they have like all the kids red carpet next to the boiler room yeah they, special ed there was one of those kids ahead of me and it pissed me off. Because I know he had the easiest work in the world, and for some reason, he got a diploma with a better grade point average than me because he was retarded. That's not fair. I'm taking algebra 2, and he's taking coloring. Yes. Come on. He stayed between the lines on one picture. How about equaling out the weight here? It's not fair. He should definitely go to the back or have his own little drooling seminar. Let me ask you. Do they get the same... Do they get the same uh, diploma that you do? I was do? wondering that. I was I was really pissed off over it. I think they do. It's really not fair if they're getting the same diploma that you do. I know in, the, in life things will balance out, but just like with uh, Maris or even Bonds, how about a little asterisk? Exactly. You know, give it a, you know, just say, hey, uh, this guy had beady eyes and a long forehead. And uh, right, There's they, no reason to go to that level. I'm just saying, if you don't want to call him retarded, give a description. And uh, put a picture on it. Yeah, uh, you know, a caricature of him. A nice photo of his. He's already a caricature, basically. A nice photo of his underpants. The kid, the kid that walked ahead of me, ran to the lunch line every day, every day through high school. Wanted to be first for the nachos. I love that kid because every school has that kid. He and, went to school with chunks. And he never uh, got wise to the fact that everybody would put their foot out in front of him and trip him while he was just booking it down the hall. If people like standing there opening up their lockers so they Falls can run down, into them. Makes a big slip and slide from all the drool. It's just too funny how when you're in school, you the could, people running to the front of the line so they could get their taquitos. You could hear his big uh, work boots running behind you. Look out, here he comes. Because he can't wear any regular shoes because his feet are too fat. Spaz in the 386. What's up, Spaz? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, the pranks at our school, man. Uh, Dwayne and I, the year before I graduated, they went all out. There was about seven or eight guys. They just uh, stole a bunch of beehives from a local, like, honey place mm-hmm. and glued them down to the uh, to all the hallways uh, with, like, I don't know, some kind of wicked nails or something and shut down the school for the day and everything. Uh, it was the best part. And they even put it on MTV and made a special about it. All right, so you're just gluing down beehives. That's odd. What, what we did, we did the senior run. Every class did it where uh, you would go. With all the seniors, usually usually just the big guys would do it, you know. And uh, there'd be like 40 or 50 of us line up right at the freshman hall, locker to locker, and just run knocking down everybody in your way. <laughs> it's so stupid. It I is mean, so we, stupid, yet it defines who we are. It, people would just be diving out of the way. You'd be running over them, stomping them. The senior run. It almost sounds like something, oh, we ran for breast cancer, <laughs> dollar per mile. No, we ran to knock over people smaller than us. <laughs> Freshman. James in the 321. What's up, James? Hey, what's up? Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, the retards, they all get a diploma. It just says special on like the medium or the mid part. Oh, ah, so they don't get the same one. But it's really hard to tell, so basically it doesn't matter. If they could ever learn the uh, the way to use whiteout, they could probably get by. Right, exactly. But they haven't right. figured that out technology yet. No, 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 they're too busy, uh, busy too... thinking it's a miniature milk. <laughs> <laughs> Just chugging it. 
Mmm. Red cap. It goes with the smaller cereals that you always get when you're in a hotel. I uh, think it's mouthwash because their teeth are so shiny afterwards. Now, uh, Dubs, I got to say this. Mm-hmm. I would love to have one of those special diplomas. Why? I just think it'd be really cool if you had to own I, one. I don't even have mine anymore. I lost mine, too. I don't have my high school or Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts diploma. I don't have my Texas Tech University one. I actually kind of worked hard for that one. I feel like I should have it. Worked hard copying. You're not kidding, man. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through school. Like, I'm smart, but I'm lazy. Yeah. I remember so many projects. It's like, you know, they give you six weeks. It's on the syllabus. They tell you when it's due. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, the there, whole year. That, yeah, there you are the night before trying to knock this thing out. That's all I did in college, like, just specializing in procrastination. And you end up working harder than if you would have, uh, like, the whole year round than if you would have just uh, done it ahead. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Thursday night with the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. Hey, going back to the Al Zakari thing. Yeah. Is it a big deal? I think so. Uh, not to really slow down Al-Qaeda, but symbolically, maybe to slow down their recruiting process in the future. Um, I, I know the majority of the people now are overwhelmingly against the war in Iraq. You think this is going to turn it around a little bit? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to help uh, the Bush administration out on selling the war. Right. But I do think it helps out in the long term with Al-Qaeda. What about showing the photos of the guy? Was that just proof to show, hey, we got him? Usually they, they will throw that out there for uh, the people, the, the doubters overseas that think we're just, you know, lying and saying we killed him. Because Al-Qaeda, I don't think, has come out and said, have they said that? No, they did. Dead? That's okay. the thing. The guy who got the got the job, got the promotion, did confirm that they didn't get, uh, indeed get Zarqawi. Because that's the whole thing with, uh, with Uday and... Kuze or whatever his name was. Right, the uh, the Saddam boys. Yeah, that uh, people wanted to see them because they didn't actually believe that it was them dead. I, I really don't think that this him getting killed is going to deter the insurgents at all because, I mean, think about it. In our army, if a general or a commander gets killed, you know, the war still goes on. The know, war, somebody the, just replaces yeah, them. The war doesn't end because of that, but I do think that if we can't, if uh, they find out they can't really protect their top officers in Al-Qaeda or top uh, men, but, that a lot of young people might not think it's that glamorous. But you got to think, though, he's been s- successfully on the run for, like, almost two years now, right? Still, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, you're trying to sell the whole thing of, you know, hey, we are, you know, we're fighting a good fight here. Uh, they haven't been able to catch really any of our big people. Right. And now... Well, you did. Now, all of a sudden, you did get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. Yeah. All right, Chunks. Yeah. What's on the table for tonight? Well, we were talking about school earlier. It's funny because this story actually relates to one of my uh, schoolhood days, schoolboy days. Mm. What? What? December 17th, 1993. Yesterday was my birthday. And as usual, the birthday kid is responsible for bringing in treats for the entire class. I never understood that. Yeah. Where you, it's your birthday, and for some reason, you have to bring cupcakes. Everybody should be bringing a cupcake to you. Yeah, but at that point, I mean, who honestly cares about your birthday? No one... No, that's when your birthday is actually special. 
Yeah, but your friends aren't going to do anything for you. They don't have any money. The parents are supposed to do it. The parents are supposed to say, hey, whose birthday is it? They should be handing out a leaflet of whose birthday it is that month and just bring them in one cupcake. If you were one of the lucky kids or born in summer like I was, you never had to worry about this crap. You just <laughs> ate everyone else's cupcakes. I, would, I think that would suck. I think that would suck if you had a summer birthday and no one got to celebrate it with you. That, that, the ones that had uh, birthdays in summer for us had to bring them in like the last day of school. So like there'd be like five oh, or six on. kids. I didn't even that. know that phenomenon. That never went down where I was from. Yeah. Right, but either way. So um, my mom made chocolate cupcakes covered with lots and lots of sugar on top. Mm-hmm. I love sweets. Almost a little Shows. too much. During any given day, I would start off with two bowls of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh. I would use my lunch money to buy two Nutty Buddies, a chocolate eclair, and chocolate milk. The doctor said that I was grossly obese and that I would probably be dead by 30. <coughs> Which is why my mom limited, limited me on what she would allow me to eat. She made her first batch of cupcakes the class, but burnt them horribly and threw them in the trash, and then proceeded to make a new batch. Now, my mom said, <coughs> is that you dying by the age of 30? I mean, what is that? The diabetes kicking in? Can you get through a, uh, a sentence without I'd, stopping to cough? I was in the prod room earlier, and my voice really hurts. Um, she threw them out and made a new batch. Now, my mom said, you can only eat four tonight. You need to cut back a little bit. <laughs> only... I grabbed the four Your sister will have the rest. <laughs> I grabbed the four cupcakes and ran upstairs. She just looks like Miss Pac-Man going through the whole thing. Um, um, um. Avoiding cherries and vegetables. <laughs> I put on some music and immediately devoured the cupcakes. However, I was still hungry, so I started to lick all of the wrappers. Oh, that was the best part. I used to put the wrapper in my mouth and chew it. Even with my vigilant sucking, I couldn't get all... Get all of the chocolatey goodness. So I took just a little nibble of one of the corners of the wrapper. But of course, sure enough, I ate all four of the wrappers. We swallowed them. Yes. I felt like a pig. <laughs> I wonder why. The next day, I brought all the cupcakes in for the class that my mother had made. The smell of the sugar and chocolate was way too much for me. As I was about to pass them out, I came up with a story so I could keep the cupcakes for myself. I remember listening to the news, and there was talk of a deadly disease. So I went to the front of the class and said, I'm sorry, I can't pass these out. My mom coughed in them, and she has AIDS. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I didn't really know what it was back then, but I know it was like big talk. The class, I was dumb. The class looked shocked, as well as the teacher. I didn't know why everyone was so shocked about They believed you when they saw teeth in them. But what did I care? I took all of the cupcakes into the bathroom and finished them myself. The rest of the day went beautifully. However, on the way home, I got off the bus, and that familiar hunger hit me again. I was about to go inside my house when I noticed the trash can sitting in the curb waiting to be picked up the next day, <laughs> remembering the burnt batch of cupcakes... My mom was made earlier. I opened up the lid, reached in, and had about four. The fifth cupcake I grabbed, however, was accompanied by something else. Something rather large and white. Your mom's AIDS. No. Oh. I looked Ryan at it. White. I looked at it in horror. 
I looked at the fabric. <laughs> I looked at the fabric in horror. Uh oh. I said to myself, someone forget forgot to put a tampon in. Oh God. I think I need help. Your sister uses eclairs. <laughs> That's the uh, end of that one. Was the house actually one of your sister's shoes? It wasn't a. <laughs> no. She's fat. I got. <laughs> You're one to talk. Now, let me ask you. Yes. I would like to throw this out there. Hmm. At what point, and you may not even be able to answer this. I'm sure maybe Tommy will or not. But you you realize you may have an eating issue or a problem. For me, I was a kid, and this was early on. I mean, it was before fourth, fourth grade or earlier, maybe even third grade. And I remember sitting there. It was Saturday afternoon. Um, nothing good ever came on television. I didn't. I don't know if there was even cable at that point. And I was always looking forward to those piranha movies that would come on in the afternoon, like on a Saturday afternoon. It was some sort of a horror movie, usually having to deal with piranhas. Yeah. I remember sitting on my trampoline and eating, sitting down to have some chips, maybe to have, I don't know, a couple of the new Cool Ranch Doritos, and eating an entire big bag in one sitting. You had a trampoline? Before the eight. No, this was like one of those indoor ones my mom would use to work out on. Mm. And it was at that point I looked down and the bag was gone, and I'm like, man, this is a problem. <laughs> this is like, even at that age, I knew this is wrong. What Eating an entire bag of chips like this is wrong. And I'm talking a legitimate big bag, not a little snack size one, but a big one. I was maybe eight years old, and I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on a Saturday morning. And for some reason, I just started eating butter out of a tub, and I ate half a tub until I got a headache. And to this day, I if I smell just plain butter, I get a headache just thinking about that day. What the hell? <laughs> who, who eats a half a tub of butter I was or eating with butter my, alone? I was eating with my fingers, too. Did you know what it was? Yeah. It was just, I was did just it, eating butter. Did it taste good? At the time, I guess. And then finally, well, you ha- has to to go through half a tub. Uh, that makes me sick. Yeah, I thought you know I, when I was like eleven, I remember uh, having one of these. It was probably like a twelve or fourteen inch pizza, uh, frozen one, where I cooked it up. And I remember rolling it into like a big uh, like burrito type thing uh-huh. and eating it all like that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm only 12 years old. I know. And I put that all away. And, and that's where you're just like, you get scared at that point. I I remember, and it's almost like I could see into the future, of this is just going to be the beginning of many, many, many battles with food. Right here, this just this one big bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. And then from there, it's been downhill ever since. I think when it really hit me when I was eating, like, the chocolate eclairs and stuff, I didn't realize it until we had to run the mile after lunch, and it took me about 16 minutes to run the mile, and everyone's pointing and laughing at me, and I'm almost dying after 16 minutes finishing the mile, and I knew that I was in for a world of hell. Another instant where uh, on, a, on a Saturday morning, this all happened right, on Saturday, Saturday mornings. mornings. They should have just tied you down. They should have strapped you to the bed. I was like 13, and I had some extra money, so I walked up to the store, bought a you know one of those rolls of cookie dough, chocolate chip, and just ate it. Oh, I remember just when my mom yeah. would make uh, cookies. If she left to go do anything with the with the dough around, I'd just be in there with a spoon. Yeah, I'm sure. Tommy, it. you look disgusted. 
You've never had any incident like that where you're just like, I can't believe I did that? When you were, when you were a kid, not an adult, but as a kid. Because I looked at, I mean, uh, Dubs is skinny now, mm-hmm. um, but you weren't always. No. You were a big one before. Chunks has lost some weight. He's not so much Chunks anymore. Matt and I obviously still battling our issues. You've always been, a, I guess, a tiny guy. You've never had anything like that? I prefer the word fit, but... Uh, oh, sorry. You're petite. As opposed to tiny. you got a nice tight ass. Slender. <laughs> never, though, anything? Oh, yeah, all the time. I, I've... Girls I date will often, if they make me something, they'll go, um, I'm only going to give you half of what I made, because, and I'll give you the other half in three days. You better make it last. Because I know you, you'll eat it all in an hour. Yeah, see, that's part of a problem. And I don't know if it's like we're born without that shut-off mechanism or what. How many times do you buy, like, maybe some, uh, some Chips Ahoy cookies, and you go through two rows of it? Within like 10 minutes, like, Jesus Christ, that was two rows of cookies. Every single time. And here's my rationalization. I'm like, I already have it here. I should just eat it all now. Yep. So that it's not there to tempt me later. You know what's scary is that I was I'm giving, dunking it in milk. I was looking at Matt in disgust from his butter store, which is just... That's fright, foul. It's frightening. But then when he said he ate the entire thing of cookie dough and Chunk's talking about eating the wrapper, I was like, what's wrong with these... Wait a minute! I've done all of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're... I did that today. Oops! And I used to, I used to try and tell Tommy. I used to go, "Hey, man, do you really think you should be eating like that whole box of Oreos?" And he'll get pissed. He'll will start throwing things at me like his bag or whatever's around. And he puts me in one of those stupid chokeholds. He keeps just telling me to shut the blank up. He's like, Every how's time. your cholesterol doing? He Meanwhile, it. he's like, I had to stop working out today. My heart started hurting. <laughs> I go, why don't you shut the hell up then? It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 hour two on a Thursday night. Stubby in the 407. What's up, Stubby? Hey, man. No, I was just going to say, when I was like in fourth grade, I used to like wait till my mom would go in to fix her hair before I went to school and drink like... Uh, half a bottle of log cabin syrup. Oh, hey, God. The teachers, by about halfway through the year, thought I was a pre-epileptic. Oh, I'm sure, because you're going... Just having sugar comas. Oh, all right, thank you, Stubby. That's a good one, man. Going, That's man. crazy. That's part of it, too. You're, like, embarrassed about mm-hmm. your eating. Oh, yeah, you hide it. I um, just wait till I'm alone. Wait till no one else is around. Yeah. Especially, God, I do need help. Jesus! Especially when you're a big guy. You never like to eat, be eat, you know, to eat in public. That's what's funny. Everyone goes, you must eat so healthy all the time. Because, like, sometimes when I'm out, I'll have a salad because like, I'm trying to be good. Or right. I just, I sometimes, like, I, you know, I'm not in the barbecue or something like that. And then, so I'll have a salad. And then everyone's like, oh, you just eat like that all the time, huh? And I'm like, mm, sure. The last two years in high school, I didn't eat lunch. I just saved my lunch money. Eventually, my mom stopped giving me lunch money because she knew I wasn't buying it. She, I, would, I would just sit there and play cards. Uh, yeah, see, <laughs> and that is, that's part of the problem. You feel like you have an issue and you don't want to be, you know, busted or outed like that. I remember a lot of times my dad would is always giving me crap about my weight. And when I would, when I would go spend the weekends with him because my parents were divorced, he wouldn't really feed me, like, on purpose. And so I'd eventually kind of beg him to make me a sandwich. Oh, wow. Not beg, but I'd hint around it. And I'm like, can I have an apple? <laughs> and he's like, sure. And I'm like, hmm. He's Yum, like, apple. Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, please. You make sandwiches so great. All I did was put them in the toaster, like toast the bread, but I thought it was the greatest sandwich in the world. Just because you were so damn hungry. Exactly, because he would feed me. 
Melissa in the 321. What's up, Melissa? Hey. Love you guys, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that everyone keeps talking about they've had these issues since childhood, and I haven't had these issues except for the last couple of years because I was always very, very, very slim, like very skinny. I met my husband. I was 120 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then after I had my daughter, well, no, when I was pregnant, I started getting so incredibly hungry, and I could put away food like you guys are talking about. Right. And I went up to 186. Dang. Wow. That actually yes. sounds like my mom. My mom did something very similar to that. Yeah. And, well, I was able to lose 40 pounds of it because I don't want my husband, you know, to live with a big fat woman. For well, he probably, he probably wouldn't. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to tell you that much. Yeah. Well, Good thing you did lose I mean, it. Food is still a constant battle for me. I thought it would I go back to normal after the kids. But now I st it's still a battle. Well, like, here's the problem. I see food and I just want to pig out. Well, you get used to it. Mm -hmm. Like, your body does adjust and adapt. And that's why when I very first sat down, I was, like, in the third grade and ate that big bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, I'm thinking to myself, if I could do this as a child, there's no telling what I'm going to be able to do when I grow up. Melissa, do you feel worthless? Yeah. I always feel worthless, except for when I listen to you guys. Aw, oh, thank you, Melissa. That's a serious question. Yeah, no, that's, but no, that's part of the problem, though. Is like I'm telling you, when I eat, I'm not thinking. It's a whole mental issue that is there for me. But yeah, you, but you do you think you're worthless. No, no, no. Okay, I, I was gonna say you're right. Uh, thank but. you, thank you, Melissa. Uh -huh. Appreciate Bye. it, sweetie. Bye. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. Then, do you ever eat in bed while you're watching like TV yes. before you sleep? And uh, just having a big bunch of cookies or something sitting on your chest? See, I don't. I won't eat in bed. Mainly because I don't like crumbs. Now You have to be messy to get crumbs all over. Any other time I'm eating. That's why you uh, suck them up later. You know? <laughs> That's you, why they made the Fig Newton. Dubs, do you ever you find get the, the sheets, you fold them up, and then you go through and you kind of pour them in like it's the crumbs at the end of the Dorito bag? I do that with the sheets. I'm not kidding either. Or you go and you lick your hand and you put it all over your bed. And oh, you, then God. You, then you lick your hand again to get the crumbs. You know how many, like, just pieces of uh, ass skin you're getting on your hand and you're licking up? I don't care. Whatever. As long as it has chocolate on it. <laughs> exactly. Or some salt. Mm. Exactly. Mmm. Uh, RK in the 321, what's up? Hey, what's up, Hot What you got, buddy? Hey, nothing much, man. Hey, I was a fat little bastard when I was little, and, uh, they used to call me Dead Boy. But, nice. uh, I, I used to have a whole bunch of friends, man, and I used to blame it on my friends. I tell them, uh, I used to tell my mom all the friends came over, but my favorite was the pizza rolls, man. The, oh, uh, yeah. The, the microwave pizza rolls, like a big family-sized box. Man. Yeah, and they, it, it, it would say on the box, uh, single serving is six. Right. Impossible just to eat six of those things. All right, now you're bringing back memories, RK. Thank you. This is what I would do. During the summer, mm -hmm. especially, uh, sometimes my mom would be teaching summer school or something, and I would be in charge of making my own food, staying home. I would make chicken nuggets and french fries. You know the big pan? Yeah, the the cookie sheet. I'm not lying to you, dude. I'd pour, and the, they would come in the in the freezer bags mm -hmm. where you had to put them in and you'd have to bake them. I would somehow get half of that french fry bag on to that, that cookie tray mm -hmm. in addition to like 10 chicken nuggets. And that was a meal right there. Oh, yeah. And you'd still be hungry afterwards. Why are you looking at me disgusted? That's a lot of food. It is. It's an insane amount of food, dude. Uh, you know what? He, he's looking at you odd. I'm looking at you in agreement. I'm like, yes, I've I remember there. that. Dude, uh, so I was too lazy to actually make that myself. 
Uh, yeah, yeah that, I, you never want to wait for that damn oven to preheat. You know what I used to do when I was really, really fanatical about losing weight when I was in high school, still trying to get laid? Mm-hmm. Before every meal, I would make myself do like 200 crunches. <laughs> so my mom would be in the in the in the in you know the kitchen cooking, and I would be in my bedroom before I could eat. Like she would serve it as soon as she served food, I'd run into my bedroom and do 200 crunches. There's lasagna dancing in your head while you're doing the crunches, just uh, just dreaming of that meal. Must get laid, must get laid. Oh yeah, man. So many mental issues, so many problems. I think all of us, I think most people have that issue sometime in their childhood. They in, hit that crossroad. In America. Yeah. You're not having... Oh, well, we are the only children in this world. You're Screw not, the rest of them. Let them go hungry. They're not having this problem in Darfur. You so, know, you don't... Lucky. I can't believe you don't eat exactly. in bed. Exactly. What? can't believe you don't eat in bed. I figured that would be your favorite thing to do, is no. watch TV and eat in bed. No, I, I hate eating in bed. I'm not going to lie to you. I just, it's just not something I do. I rest a uh, kind of like a uh, uh, soup bowl type thing of milk on my chest with the cookies. Just dunking them in there, eating them. And then you let Sadie Lou come in and also have some of that milk, too? Yes. Cat? Yeah, she does, actually. You can't share that. Why not? It's wrong. They're well, lactose intolerant, anyway. It's a hide- she only has a little bit. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. The hell was that? <laughs> An audio resume from Matt Albert. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Got to get that out there, you know. All right, from what I understand, you are actually job hunting, though, right? Yeah. Right. You Currently. getting out there? Well, I'm, you know, doing it from my computer at home, obviously. How's it going? Uh, I don't know what to put for employer so, for some things cause, because uh, I I've never worked before. <laughs> so you leave it blank. Yeah, that's a good sign, right? They want people with. Uh, well, no I, I'll tell you what. It's better than uh, being like a month at every place and not really holding a job very long. It Let's is. Sit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, if you've, uh, if you, if they know you're, they're only gonna get a couple weeks out of you. They aren't gonna take a chance on that. But if it's a 21 year old virgin who's looking for a gig, you know, there's a lot of rich kids, which isn't Matt Albert, but there's a lot of rich kids out there who've never worked until 21, 22. I'd love for a heretic to hire him. I don't know what he could do, you know, but I'm sure he could do something. I'll have some watermelon. Garbage I disposal. A, I don't think that could be a job. Garbage disposal. You know there'd be a few white folks who'd hire him. Yeah. Just take pictures, be, send around to their family. Be like Flintstones. Just I put to- them underneath your sink. I told you so. That's all they say. I'm the Mythbuster. It is. Like that. <laughs> Myth confirmer. That's what it is. Um, well, I, I can do the gay stuff. Now, I had an interesting question from uh from the bear. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, hey, uh, uh, oh. Awesome show. I have a question maybe to throw out. Out of a male and female both overweight, who would get laid first? Dubs? I think the big girl. I think really? any time a girl is willing to give it up, there is always going to be a guy who will take it. I, I, I guess if the girl is willing to give it up and doesn't have high standards. Well, no, I'm telling you, a big girl could even get a decent looking guy. Sometimes guys just want to have sex. They don't care. True. You know what I mean? Like, there are guys who are into bigger girls, mm-hmm. but there are very fewly, very rarely do you find girls who are into bigger guys. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Well, so, I don't know. There's a lot of girls that are into bigger guys, too. Uh, There's a market out there for it. Now, as far as finding a relationship, 
Who would have a better? I think an actual relationship, the guy would have the better chance. Yeah, because no one wants. No, every guy is looking for a trade up. I know it seems contradictory, but I do believe that that a guy would be able to find a relationship a little bit easier if he was bigger. But the girl would be able to get laid quicker. Exactly. And the guy will have a dickens of a time mm-hmm. trying to hit it, but in the other way around, you know, it may work out. Um. So, anyways, he. Uh, Good question there, Bear, on the instant messenger. Good job on that one. Question he wanted to throw out there. Oh, someone, Varen, said, how do you go about acquiring the new hideout T-shirt? I'm telling you, it may be time to sell these things. Here's what I'd like to do, because they're in such high demand. I got another couple of IMs and messages mm-hmm. on MySpace. I think we sell them for face value, maybe a buck or two above on RealRadio.fm, so that it can finance us. Getting more to give away free at the events. I can dig that. I mean, we're not going to make any money off of it. No, we aren't going to be taking home a fat paycheck over the T-shirts. And I know even Clear Channel 2 is pretty cool about, hey, you know, we're willing to get them out there if people want to pay for them. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not going to make any extra money off of them. So I think maybe we'd start going that avenue as far as the the store that we have on RealRadio.fm. All right, let's play the audio resume again because we have a couple people on the phone that want to talk about hiring Matt Albert. Hire me first. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Matt Albert Resume on Tape, a guided tour of the man, the myth, the legend, that is Matt Albert. PowerPoint presentation users, follow along with the beeps. An avid reader who enjoys kittens, Matt Albert is a world-renowned masseuse, no dudes, and master swordsman, five-time taekwondo champion, fluent in French, German, Chinese, English, and cool edit pro. Three confirmed kills in Vietnam and can throw a curve. So if you're looking for an all-around nice guy, hire Matt Albert today. <sighs> Problem with the resume, you didn't leave any contact info. And that's rule one. You always mm-hmm. got to leave contact info. You got to make sure that they know how to contact you. Uh, you put it on every little piece of paper you can. Matt Albert 84? Yeah. On the instant messenger? Exactly. All right, let's go to AJ in the 407. What's up, AJ? Uh, I um, actually am part owner of a data service. Um, bastard, if he can drive, I can basically almost hire him. All right, the problem is he can't drive. <laughs> he's an well, off drive. He's an off like driver, like driving things around. No, no, no. If he can get from location to location. Yeah, if he can, can get drive. to work. All right, I tell you what. Hold on, AJ. That'd be fantastic. No, he doesn't have to drive or deliver stuff. He seems to get to the, the ah, site. All right, Matt, get his info. Domino in the 352. What's up, Domino? What's going on? I just want to say I'll hire that fat bastard to stand around on a sunny day and block the sun. <laughs> all right, how about that? For 50, you you're shade. <laughs> you're, you'll be a job as shade. 50 Hired cents, umbrella. 50 cents in some of that KFC you so badly want. All right, there it is. Man, look at that. It looks like you may have a job, though, Matt. I like the idea of the audio resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what skills do you put on there? Like, when you really think about it. Can, throw, can, can you type fast? Can throw a curveball. Shoots about 40% from the free throw line. That's <laughs> mine. Um, Been in a, a lot of battles with my waistline. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just I stuff, thought you meant rap battles. Just stuff like that. That's what I'm throwing out there. I thought you were doing the eight-mile thing. Hopefully. A little bit of this, that, and the other. 
F the free world. That's what you say. Um, Frederick. Chunks wants to know what part of Maryland is uh, Matt from again. Frederick, Maryland. The awful part. Maryland sucks the more I think about it. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, 407 916 star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Switching spots with you, Happy for right now. Yeah, can you keep it down a little bit? I'm trying to watch the game. We're doing a radio show. I can't really keep it down. Yeah, this is my time. I've been waiting for this for about 28 years. You've so. been waiting to lose in the finals? That's not, dude, let's not start that, please. I'm begging you. Don't make my job any more difficult. I'm not making it any more difficult. This isn't any different than when you go downstairs to do smoke breaks while we're doing the show. Except for this one lasts for two hours. Uh, And hopefully only four games. Go Mavs. All right, let me me just at least explain why I'm doing this. Okay. So that people don't think that I'm such some sort of a bandwagoner. I have been following this Dallas Mavericks team. For a while. What, seven months? Uh, No. Uh, just about 25 years, I think. As long as old as I am, uh, I remember watching the Mavs with my grandfather, with my dad, uh, the horrible, awful games mm-hmm. uh, and teams, uh, especially back in like the 90s. And I suffered through this team for so long, 11 win seasons, J-Dubs. And it really, it was to the point in college, my very first internet like website I ever really truly found and went to is one that I still post on today, the Lone Mavs Fan Forum. I always saw you go on it. I didn't see you post on it until about two months ago. I, I, have you posted on that your, your whole Internet career? I have posted on it a couple of times earlier. I've done a little bit more lately. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, What's the internet? I was such a, a very much fanatical about this team that when I was at Texas Tech University, I used to have family members tape the games in Dallas and mail them to me, and I would watch them, you know, a week later and analyze the plays. I would buy days-old edition of the Dallas Morning News just so that I could keep up on the team. I mean, I am a... How do you shield yourself that long from the game to not know who the no, winner is? No, I would know who the winner was. But you'd still watch it. A lot of times people would be sending me tapes of four consecutive losses, and I would sit, still sit there and analyze and watch the game. That is absolute torture. It is. I don't know how you could handle just sitting there watching loss after loss. And that's why I am, like, in heaven right now. Finals. You know, the finals, and not even so much just the finals, too, but also, you know, just people finally knowing about my team. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I wish that for you in the Detroit Lions this year, Dubs. It It is just a remarkable feeling when the team that you've suffered with your entire childhood, you know, buying the jerseys and wearing the jerseys out and people literally laughing at you. Yeah, I've been there. Nice Harrington jersey, douchebag. I've gotten that a few times. You know, and it's just like where the big thing you always have to look forward to is the next draft. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now, where off season is so spectacular for me. I'm like, yes, off season. We're going to make some huge moves this year. And the Mavericks, a lot of times, were on the cusp, and then they would just implode. Yeah. In the early years, they had, you know, Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, Jamal Mashburn, and then one of them slept with Tony Braxton, allegedly. Then the other one did it on a road trip in uh, Atlanta. and Two it blew- of them? Two of them slept with Tony Braxton? Yeah, and it blew up the team. Yeah, she's a whore, allegedly. They fought, they fought over it, and they blew up the team. That's Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. Yeah. Which Tony? So now it's like I apologize, but for five nights, hopefully not that many, 
You know. Now the, the first game is tonight, Thursday night, and uh, when's the next one? Is the next one on Sunday, Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday night. Okay. There are only two weekend games, unfortunately. Yeah, that's crazy. You'd think they would try to pack them in the weekends, like well, maybe. Uh... Well, they always time it. This is always falls usually after May sweeps. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have any new episodes of Lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Desperate Housewives. So they're looking for the other alternatives. And so, I mean, those of you who are going to keep up with the NBA Finals, you can keep the hideout on. You can hear me cheer and cry with every made basket, depending on who makes it. Is that what's going to be on it? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Double team them. Essentially. You're nice. Gonna, you're going to now get to know what my chick has to deal with when I tell her we're watching the game in silence. I can bring up the audio if you want. I don't think you can. No, actually, we can't. Broadcast rights. Yeah. So. Really? Yeah. Uh, Although we're technically 16 seconds later, so it's already been broadcast on television. Let's, Technically, yes, but still. Let's just listen to it and all enjoy it together. Oh, I can listen to the, uh, what are they doing right now? The I'm going to go watch the UFC on Spike TV now. The National Anthem. You'd be such a dick if you just turned it right now, because Hefe has no control over the, uh, uh, the look, uh, I'd never, channels. I'd never fight you. We'd throw down. <laughs> it ha- and you could beat the hell out of me, but you would not get that remote. <laughs> I don't care. Stop. Don't. Can't do it. Don't think you can do it. That was uh, just cheering from the computer. Okay, very cool. joking. So you boys do whatever show you want to do. Everybody feel free to participate. No one really uh, cares well, I, about the finals. I guess we have one more person jumping in on uh, Matt's job, trying to get him a job. Mims in 321, uh, you're in the hideout. Hey, thank God you're in charge now, Doug. Yeah? <laughs> Leave old Slefty over to the side. Come on, dude. I, don't even know. I can still hear you. Come I do on, have Slefty. headphones on. Hey, I wanted, I've got a little station over here in Mims, and I'm looking to get a radio roadblock. <laughs> could Matt Albert possibly drive to the coast? I think he could. I think that would actually be a good job for him. I mean, he's he's a seasoned pro at it over here. So radio it, roadblock. It might work out for him. All right, I don't know why you put that up as an F call, Matt, because to me that was an A. It's an F for something. What was it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Dubs, I'd, I'd just like to take this chance to remind you, uh, as you told me to remind you months ago, how angry, you were, how angry you were at uh, Hefe when he gave you so much crap about the Detroit Lions. You told me, remind me about this <laughs> when the playoffs come on, because it could be payback time. I'll leave. I'm not going to lie. Why would you leave? Personal mental health day. No, you already taken one of those. We have them in our contract. <laughs> mental health day. Do we? Yes. I never read that contract. I'm just making it up. Whatever. It was, it was written if, in crayon. Don't know if we actually have it. Not that anyone else honors that thing, so whatever. I'm going to tell you this right now, Tommy. I think we're going to get into the top 10 80 songs next break because uh, we were supposed to get into that last night, and the list is pretty decent, but there are a few discrepancies on the list. And I want to do the hideout top five worst 80 songs and uh, have the oh. people help us out. All right, well, let's go in the opposite direction, Dubs. What's best 80 song? Probably the same ones that fall in the worst category. I think my all-time favorite, like when I was at Mix 100 in Lubbock, mm-hmm. Texas, my all-time favorite 80s song that we would play, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, this one's on. I can't wait. I saw it on the log, so I'd roll with it. Uh, uh-huh. Take, Take On, on me. me. Take On Me is a great song. I'm a personal fan of Message in a Bottle. I thought that Christina Aguilera did that one. No, that's uh, Genie in a Bottle. Oh. Hmm. Do we have Aha over there? Thanks, Chance. That's all right. He's trying. Now, this is a good one. And I don't know if it was because of the video dubs. Yeah, this is the guy there in the uh, in the comic book. 
snapping his fingers to the real life. Uh, how could you not like this? This is a song that just kind of embodies the 80s. It's all about the Casio keyboard that you had when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. That's when the dream was alive, that you actually had an instrument in your house. All right, that was my top. This one, or possibly maybe like an NXS, Devil Inside. Those are probably my like top two. I don't remember Devil Inside. You don't remember the Devil Inside from NXS? Do we have that one, boys? Okay, yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, this is a good one, and the chicks dug this. And I remember when I was six, I was really into what chicks were digging. So it worked out. Barbie? I always uh, kind of get confused with uh, the uh, 80s and the early 90s, like, hair bands. In excess? No. I'm just just saying, like, the stuff I really like from the 80s ends up being like a 92 song. Yeah, you never really realize. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we're about to do 10 worst songs from the 80s. When When did 18 in life come out? 89. Nice. That one makes it for me. That's one of my favorite uh, 80s songs. Skid Row? Skid Row, 18 in life. Oh, wait. You know, now you got me thinking, dude. I remember playing a little bit of uh, Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh, oh yeah. I, I hate that song. You know, the moment that I found out I couldn't sing, I was over at my cousin's place, and she was chatting with one of her friends. They were great above me, and, you know, I was trying to work it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we were jamming, playing band. Hold on, let me let me hear a little song first. Watch this. He just rocks. He gets right into it, and then it go, and then it falls down until the uh, chorus. He just feel the tension building. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're playing Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me, and I start singing into the phone, like trying to impress her. <laughs> And she's like, that was awful. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and, I'm, and I, I could have sworn that I sounded just like him. 18 in life to go. 18 in life to go. Oh, I forgot about another one. Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain. Oh, I hated that song. I, I never liked it even when like, it was the popular song before the scandal came out. Any of their tunes were really hits. What's the one with the girl? Um, girl, you know it's true. Or that girl. one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Do we have girl, you know Didn't it's true? Do they also have girl, I'm gonna miss you, or is that the same song? I, I want, thought they only had two songs. I want girl, you know it's true, because that one was a hit. You know, I kind of did like blame it on the rain. Come on now, see, you're sitting there hating on it, but no, that's the only one we have. Surprising, God. The other one was a bigger hit, too. Yeah. Really? Girl, you know it's true was the one that put him on the map. Wasn't uh, blame it on the rain like during this song? During this like peak is when the scandal came out. I think I thought it was a little bit afterwards. Yeah, I think they'd had a they had like two or three hits out there. Yeah, they were the new hit. Ends up being two fat white men. I don't even remember the pictures of the guys they said it was, and then their life fell apart. They just really thought they were going to be able to get that over. John in the four hundred seven, uh, you're in the hideout. John, yo, what do you got? Yeah, I got a, a song that got a lot of play that was, but was just awful. Oh, uh, this Red is a bad song for you. Nine Nine Red Balloons. Yeah. Uh, now this is actually one of Chunks' favorite songs was, of all time. Was it because of, was it the German version or the wasn't there an English version too? Mm-hmm. I don't remember specifically. It's, it's great. 
By the way, I'm kicking this one out to Dirk Nowitzki, seven-foot German, revolutionizing the game of basketball. <laughs> Here's one of my all-time worst songs. Uh, Larry has it right here. Larry in the 407, what do you got? Yeah, how about um, Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne with my eyes... eyes close uh, my, it's Close My Eyes Forever. Yeah, Lita Ford yeah, and Ozzy Osbourne. I don't think we have it here. I, I, I really doubt it. I know we had it at Q106 yeah, in Michigan. I would always pop it in. And uh, actually, our buddy Shafee, I used to uh, intern for him, and he would uh, be out doing a broadcast, and I'd be in charge of playing all the music. He'd have a list of music that we're playing, and he would be going into some song... And he would intro, like, Tool or something, and out of nowhere, Close My Eyes Forever would start up. So he, he would just sell it. He would sell his Tool and everything. Because he doesn't know. You're controlling the music back at the station, yeah. and you're bringing up Lita Ford and Ozzy. What an a-hole you are. All right, we'll continue with, uh, we'll switch over to not favorite 80s, but uh, worst 80s songs. 407, 916 and Star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Also, we'll go through the top 10 worst 80 songs. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, let this one go a little no. bit. This is a great song. This is one of those favorites. It's a Dirk Nowitzki song, and it's Court really side, terrible. Fade away in your face, fade away. This actually, this to me, this is the patience of the NBA. <laughs> Just remember, Guns N' Roses, Patience. Great song. Turn it up. It's the hook. No. Courtside in the paint, fade away in your face. We're moving on to something much more important. The top ten worst 80s song. Uh, We'll put together our own top five in the hideout as well. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. You'll have to wait for someone to fall off because the lines are completely packed. We'll start off with... Tony in the 407. What do you got, Tony? Right here. I got a pretty bad song for you. It was uh, by Toto. It was Africa. They just played it to death. Toto Africa was terrible. And uh, the worst thing about it was the whole time uh, in the uh, in the video. Do you remember the video, Hefe? I do. Weren't they walking through the desert? And they had, like, this huge guitar. Like, everything was oversized. Just because Africa, everything's a little bigger. I don't even know. That seems racist. That's true. The genocide. Uh, but uh, Africa by Toto did not make it on the top ten worst 80s songs. Rightfully so. It was actually a decent song. No, it wasn't. Now, here's the odd thing. Now, these songs, at least to me, remind me of my mom. Like these 80s tones. I just remember dri- you know, driving oh, yeah, around. The t- in that top 40 uh, radio station that everyone's mom listened to. KVIL, if you're from Dallas. KVIL was that one. WVIC Lansing. <laughs> Justin in the 386. What do you got? Uh, Lady in Red. Who uh, did Lady in Red? I don't. Uh, I have no idea. I, I Tommy don't... got it. Who was that? All right. Here's the thing. All right. Here's. Let me tell you a story about Lady in Red really quickly. It oh. was my. I think it was like my sophomore year homecoming. We did it in Dallas, and it was so awful because it was last dance. I didn't have a chick to dance with. And it was this girl, Mary Navarro. Mm-hmm. And so she was wearing a red dress. She didn't have anybody dance with either. She wasn't hideous, but she was no by she was no prize. And so she's like, "You want to dance?" I'm like, "I guess." The girl I really wanted to dance with didn't want to <laughs> dance with me. I remember, you know, when you dance and the girls put their arms up around your neck, mm-hmm. you know, and you're kind of getting close, whatever. It didn't mean anything, but you know, just somebody to dance with. Get a little chub. Uh, no, I could smell her armpits. Aww. And this was the longest song 
of the night. I'm like, this has this Puerto Rican chick, Navarro. Ugh. Yeah, it was so dirty. I could just smell her pits, and I'm thinking, come on already. Can the song you ever know what? end? I would have taken that back in the middle school days. That would have been fine with me. I got nothing. Hey, Jesse's going to dance with you and reenact it. Smells no. armpits. Yeah, it smells armpits. I'm sure it's uh, just as bad. Meanwhile, we'll go to Lynn in the 407. Lynn, what do you got? I can't believe you guys haven't mentioned Everybody Wang Chung tonight by Wang Chung. Actually, Everybody Wang Chung tonight uh, It did make the top ten as far as it goes in the worst 80s song by the St. Petersburg Times. Uh, let me see. Where was it at? Number five on the list. Everybody have fun. Everybody Wang Chung. Words to live by, Dubs. What is the meaning of this song, Tommy? I'm sure you know. Actually, I don't think anyone knows. Million miles. It, it actually made the third worst song uh, in Blender and BH1. That's crap. Everyone loves this song once it gets to the chorus. Yeah, this song isn't terrible. I don't know anyone who won't sing along to it. And the video was really weird, too. Mm-hmm. This is a song you hear blaring at latitudes and everybody's dancing. Oh, so yeah. So I don't want to hear this is on any top tens. A bunch of dudes dancing together. Dancing. I forgot Good about dough. that term. Tony Dog in the 407, what do you got? Tony Dog. Hey, what's, what, what, what up, what up, Doug? Yo. Hey, how about, how about Jefferson Starship? We built this city on rock and roll. That's blasphemy, my friend. We built this city is one of the uh, rock anthems of our time. This is one I added to the system. Now let me. Yeah, we didn't one, have this in here before. Uh, Tommy got here. We referenced it so many times. Now, isn't this in like a movie? This song always makes me think of a movie. Now you're thinking the other uh, Jefferson Starship or the Starship one. Um, we we're gonna make it from the Mannequin movie. Uh, actually, do we have that one? Sadly, he's right. If they had to add this, there's no way they have the other one. They do have it, or did you add it? You're an a-hole if you add that I want to hear that playlist. one. Here at the Clear Channel Compound. That's it. Yes. You're right, mannequin. Son of a bitch. I was in Midland, Texas. What is it with like the chiming uh, type music that was back in that time? Where it, it kind of it went feels along good. With the long. Earrings that chime together and the sparkly oh, dresses. Uh, it goes along w- well with uh, Man on Man Handy. I just thought of another band. Ooh. Rock Set. Rock Set, yes. I don't remember what the names of their songs were, but I know Rock Set is one of those from the 80s. Must have been love. Again, reminding me of Midland, Texas, fifth grade year, worst year of my life. The other good one they had was The Look, but we don't have that. What is The Look? She's got the look. Oh, yeah. She's got the look. Then a bunch of words I couldn't understand. <laughs> Nikki in 321, what do you got? Um, I was... Jungle Love, it was like part of the Prince time or Morrissey or something like that. I just remember, it was just so stupid. It was like, oh, we, oh, we. Uh, here's the thing. I love that one. I know what... I don't, it's I, Tarzan Boy. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not Get Tarzan. No, but I do remember the song. I loved it, though. The problem is in the 80s, I was a lot more into like the R&B... Billy Ocean. Mm-hmm. Oe oe o. Do you have any guesses for what might be on this top ten? Because we've only given away uh, one of them so far. Uh, everybody, Wang Chung. I mean, there's some of the favorites. If Wang Chung's on there, though, you got to worry that some of the good ones are going to be on there. I'll give away number ten. 
Walking on Sunshine. Katrina and the Waves. And this one is terrible. No, it's, no, not, it's not, though. You have to, you, when you hear the song, you're smiling, dude. I can yeah, say, because you know you're on a cruise ship. Ah, Monster Cruise, Monsters.fm. I will say this and another song are from my favorite movie, American Psycho. Uh, Huey Lewis in the News? Yeah. Actually, Huey Lewis in the News, Hip to be Square, number two. No way. On the top ten worst 80s songs, and I totally disagree with Hip to be Square being on there. Yeah. I was. All right, let me tell you another story about the 80s and yeah. music. So I'm a big, big fan of Huey Lewis, mm-hmm. and I really want the tape. Do you like Huey Lewis in the News? My dad pulls up to buy some tape that he's getting. I'm like, hey, Dad, can you buy me this tape? No. And for no particular reason, just wouldn't buy me Huey Lewis in the news. And I remember being so. They want to spend the eight bucks for it. My first album was our, or my first record that I had was the Monkees. Oh my, my God, that was mine too. Yeah, that mine was my too. Be, the best of the Monkees. That was my first concert. And my first uh, cassette was uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. It was a very tough uh, decision when I was at the uh, store. Do I want Guns N' Roses or Weird Al? Little known Tommy fact, I actually saw Huey Lewis in the News live in concert. Oh, when? Lucky. Uh, I was on 4, I think. With Jacob's Ladder was huge. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. I bought... <laughs> I went to Mexico. I had to go to Mexico for one summer when Patience came out. Mm-hmm. And I was forced to... Uh, I bought like the Spanish-language version bootleg of the Patience single by Guns N' Roses there in Mexico. And I wore the tape out like before I even left. So good. Uh, Paladin in the 407, what do you got? All right, I have two that have to be on there. Who? Uh, Walk the Dinosaur. Walk the Dinosaur is not on. Oh, and uh, Eddie Murphy's My Girl Wants to Party All the Time. That one definitely deserves to be on the list, but is not. I didn't think that was a bad tune by Eddie Murphy. The Eddie Murphy song was atrocious. I bet he doesn't know who did the uh, Dinosaur song. Was not was. Featuring Don was. I know I've stunned you all with my brilliance yet again. This is the Eddie Murphy song? Yeah. Party all the time. It's just all that, like, synthetic... Yeah, there's nothing really to it. Oh, God. Jack Napier's on the phone. He wants to give us his... Why isn't he at work? Why didn't he come in? Jack Napier in the 407, what do you got? Um, Leader of the Pack by, um, was it, uh, Twisted Sister. All right, hold on a second. Dude, what are you doing right now? Leader of the Pack by Twisted Sister? Where are you? Um, I'm outside of the restaurant right now. What are we doing at the restaurant? Are you working? No, I'm about to go have dinner. Why aren't you at work tonight? I had something to attend to earlier. Which was? My grandma's sick. What'd you do? Did you did you cure her? No, but I was visiting her in the hospital and doing some errands. Did you bring her a hideout T-shirt? That'll make her no. better right away. Something I will if you give me one. No. All right. If you can get a picture of your grandma in the hospital bed with a hideout T-shirt, I won't give it to you. <laughs> oh, Napier, you got to get here by 1045 to finish the headlines game show. Yeah, we need to hear for that. All right, buddy. See you in a few. Best of luck and good luck to your uh, grandmother. Yes. Did you hang up on him before I got a chance to say that? <laughs> yeah. You're an a-hole. <laughs> 
God. He even said it awkward on the air on the phone. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he uh, used to call uh, in all the time. He wasn't uh, bad. Uh, now he just has gone downhill since he's had more radio experience. Yeah, same with Gibbs. <laughs> Amazingly. It's all right, so weird. We'll finish up the top ten uh, worst days songs when we come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Chaz in the 407 had this one on. He didn't wasn't able to make it all the way through the break, though. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. LFA, J-Dub's hanging out with you. 407 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. That one definitely deserves to be on the top ten. One that I absolutely hated, but had to listen to it all the way through. And I'm pissed that you brought it down so quick. I'm not. Uh, Dubs, you're you're driving. Show Taco some goddamn respect. You're uh, you're do- you're driving the bus tonight. Let's yeah. go ahead and change the names. It's Jay and Dro in the hideout tonight. Jay, Jay and Dro. Let's do it. Come on. Do you have, was- do you have another guest for uh, the ones that did not make the uh, or the ones that did make the top ten? Notice there are no black artists on this list. No, because they're actually artists. I'll tell you one person that did make it. Number eight, Corey Hart with sunglasses at night. Poor Jimmy D. Oh wait, no, yes there is. My bad. Yeah. And that is an awful one. There well there are two. Yeah, there's two. My fault. Although both of them I think were very good. <clears throat> one of them's my ringtone. <laughs> oh god. All right, 407-916-1041, Lines are packed right now. So, uh, Greg in the 407, what do you got? Uh, Wham, wake me up before you go-go. Yes, Wham, wake me up before you go-go. I uh, made it number four what? on the list. Number four on the all-time worst 80s songs. I think this list is kind of screwed up. This one was a great song. Choose Life t-shirts. Shuffling across the stage. Yeah. I didn't know this was the Jitterbug song. Yeah. I'm just waiting for some naked guys to come through the door. <laughs> I've been waiting for that all day. I won't lie to you. I should have gone to the job fair. What? What do you mean? That's all it was. Hefe with his too tight, not Hefe with his too tight shirt on. Wake me. So Wham made it number four on the list. Wake me up before you go go. Um, I'll give you number six on the sure list. Was get me up before you go go. Get me blank before you go go. <laughs> <laughs> number six was Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bob McFarlane. Yeah, that that doesn't deserve to be on there. No, yeah, I think that was a T-shirt for God's sakes. There's no way that one should be on there. I, anybody can hit that note though. You got to at least give them to. A- I'd want to sing it note for I hate this note. song. Don't worry. Yeah, it is uh, annoying. Was, I don't know if it's terrible, though. Was the yes. 80s the best decade for, like, gimmicky songs? Yeah, I would say uh, more so than the 70s or the 90s. Uh, 70s and 90s were kind of just a sandwich for uh, the gimmicks in the 80s. I remember there was always, too, the, um, you know, like, 
Afro Man, which came out, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, this I mean, decade. Yeah, you always have a few of them, but it seemed like there's a lot of it going on in the uh, in the 90s. In the 80s, you mean? Yeah, 80s. So uh, I think it was a uh, problem back then. People were actually buying into it. EJ from the U and the 407. What do you got? Yeah, right before Patrick Bateman killed the two hookers and uh, flexed to the field by Phil Collins. Susudio. All right, I don't know about Susudio. I don't know about Phil Collins. He is a hit-or-miss guy for me. This is a hit. My stepmother loved this guy. This is definitely a hit for me. I, you think that's one of the reasons why American Psycho was such... Like, if it had been a different soundtrack, the movie wouldn't have done as well as it did? Well, I mean, I know in the book and everything, it wasn't really far removed from the 80s, so it wasn't that big of a joke back then. When they were playing these songs through and everything, but I'm yeah, I know the book, but I'm like, but uh, when they made the movie, it all became kind of a parody of itself. Like enough time had then passed because uh, one of the ways to pitch to do the movie was to current the music up, and I think that would have hurt the movie big time. Yeah, great movie, best ever. I'm guessing that this isn't the best list in the world because it's very difficult for uh, a lot of people to get this. Uh, I've even heard mostly, a lot, not most, but a lot of these songs. Uh, number nine was I Want to Be a Cowboy by Boys Don't Cry. I do not remember that song at all. Isn't that almost the gay anthem? Is it? I don't remember it. I'm pretty sure if this is a song I'm thinking of, this is like the gay anthem, like, I want to be a cowboy. That's the Kid Rock version. No. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive. This, this is it right here. If this is a song I'm thinking You're positive? about. Positive? Oh, no. Sorry. That was born in the '80s. Hell. <laughs> That's <laughs> a gimmick. Hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I we remember least, song. Can we get to the hook with this one in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1? It didn't take me that long to complete. I'm telling you, this is playing in every gay bar in America at some point in the night. There's another man biting another man's neck. Yeah, I'm queering it up over here. People getting shirtless. You can see them, like, waving their shirt around like it's a lasso. I'm gay, sure. Come on! <laughs> I want to be a cowboy. I have HIV. <laughs> not over sexy looking dude. Not over the hook. Come on. Smoke a bone. <laughs> yeah, this one's... Even though he's even talking... I'm catching. Even though he's even talking about being with a chick, you just know it's not... He doesn't care. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. All right, can we move on now? Gray Cat in 407, what do you got? You there? Gray Cat? Yo, what up, man? You got it? <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Jay and Dro, man, the treehouse. What up? What Love up? Love it. <laughs> hey, treehouse uh, what? The song that's even gayer than that is uh, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Tainted Love, I don't find to be a terribly gay song. It's not a fr- uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I forgive it just because of the Marilyn Manson remake. I forgive it just because it's a great song. I would forgive it. And it's in Coneheads. I heard this one gay DJ, I think it was in Texas somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he did this weird... <laughs> God damn, you guys. I was hoping I'd min- mention the Manson and you'd forget about it. No chance. All right, I was at Mix 100. I was Maverick. By the way, no answer for Dwayne Wade right now. I think we can give out the score. What's going on over there? 
27-23, Heat. Damn. Is this killing you? No, not at all. Here's the reason why. It's a long game. We have a better bench. They haven't had. They haven't sat Shaq down yet. That wasn't a foul. Time for dirty rhetoric. Anything but down. Followed by tainted love. Ooh, soft sell. Next one hundred taking you back to nineteen eighty-two. That is. All right, enough. I can't handle another time. I can't handle Maverick more than once. Brian, the four hundred seven. What do you got? Hey, uh, I think I'm turning Japanese. Turning Japanese. Who was that by, Tommy? Uh, I forget. Um, it's a fairly easy one. Oh, vapors. This Ooh, one's about vapors. running a batch. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Because I guess you squint when you're about to complete. A little tidbit for you out there in Radio Land. Kidding. You're kidding. Jim in the 407, what do you got? She's got Betty Davis eyes. Betty Davis eyes, is that in there? Did not make the list, but uh, definitely a terrible, terrible song. I still think uh, Turn Japanese is actually a good song. Another one that I would love to hear on the radio. I kind of like this song. Do you really? Kind of. If you had to pick out one song, Tommy, the worst one in the 80s, what would it be? Uh, I, well, I don't. I didn't hear it in the '80s, but when I was putting the uh, audio together, it's actually on this list. Should I give it out? Yeah, go no ahead. No one's gonna get it. Fish Heads by Barnes and Barnes. Actually, we have uh, someone on here with Fish Heads, but he has it by the Talking Heads. And I don't think. I think that's wrong. No, it's also like the Doctor Demento thing. Listen to this. Class. All right. Heads, fish heads, what the hell is this? I've never heard it. Number seven on the list, Fish Heads. Christ. I've never heard this before. Have you heard this, uh, Hepe? No. It's like the original hamster dance. I've never heard this before. I'm going to kill myself. This is terrible. I will agree with that. All right, the only ones we have left are uh, the top three. Actually, uh, three and one. Number three is my ringtone, The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Another one actually from uh, American Psycho. And I actually love this song. Yeah, it's a, it's a it, it gives song. you chills. Why tell she starts singing? Bellows that beautiful voice at you. I could take it or leave it with this one. I believe the children are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all what? Someone calling you? <laughs> Give them a sense of pride. This one doesn't belong on the top ten worst. Let alone three. It's pretty bad. What's bad about it? 
Explain. If you're going to throw out crazy allegations like that, you better have a backup statement for it. It's just awful. She's got a great voice. I hate you. I used to run batches to pictures of her, man. She used to be... No, that was you need pictures. That was Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. I mean... My prerogative was a great one from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one definitely wouldn't make the top 10. That Don't was... be cruel. Don't be cruel was terrible. My prerogative was great. All right, we'll wrap this up with the number one song when we come back. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. And the number one song, We Are the World, USA for Africa. When we heed a certain call, when the world Worst 80s song ever by the St. Petersburg Times. Nice to tool there, my favorite band. Who's the a-hole that hates Africa? What do you mean? They don't hate Africa, they just hate the song. That means they hate Africa. No, if they hated Africa, they'd put Toto on here. Steve Spears is an a-hole. It's a hideout, Rule Radio 104.1. Online editor of TampaBay.com. This is this is a pretty atrocious song. No, it's not. Listen to it. It's got the best singers of the 80s. No. Coming together for one really big abortion song. Lionel Richie, what did he ever do? Raised an awful bitch of a daughter. <laughs> I mean, she's lovely. You don't agree with this one being number one? As far as worse goes? Yeah. Come on, this was the 80s. There are so many other crappy... Listen, Listen to it, yeah. It's Willie Nelson. This is a song that actually did something for people. How is it the worst song How did song it do something for people? It raised money for people in Africa. And do you think any of them got it? Yeah, I'm sure some people got money from it. But I went to South Africa. That could have been a problem. Why? What do you have against white people? Yeah. <laughs> this is awful. It has all the great... You. This should be your favorite of all time. Why? So I've got all the crap people you love. Sounds kind of pedo to me. It's a sellout. Exactly. That's why y'all like it. Hey, Huey. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. It's crazy that you know right away who's coming up next. Who's next? Hold on. I don't know that's there. How do you hate that? I hate children. Did you honestly like listening to the song in the 80s? Yeah, man, why not? Why would you? What, what would... Dude, it was a good song with no. a bunch of stars that helped children. How do you hate this song? It doesn't make any sense. Because it's audio rape. No, it's not. Did you hear the other crap we've played today? Exactly. No, they weren't much better, but uh, oh, they come were on. better. I want to be a cowboy. 
That's better than this? Yes. You're crazy. Hey. You're just shock-shocking. No, I really am. Yeah, this is so awful. This is uh, this is awful to listen to. Come on. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm not backing off. I understand off that's what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying it's an idiotic stance. Just because it's trying to help out children doesn't make it a good song. It's got the best singers in the world on it. Harmonizing. Although, I don't think Ronnie James Dio was part of this. That's probably the missing link that made it the oh, worst right. song ever. I'm out yep. of the conversation. And that yeah. I've given it great. up. Take Africa in the dark. Oh, wait a minute. That could sound bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that could be turned against you. Up next, we have Kristen Cameron, uh, adult model. TripleXGirlsNextDoor.com is the uh, website, www.MILFNextDoor.com. We're gonna have, uh, are we going to have Matt talk to this uh, lady? Yes. Try to pick up on her? He's going to try some work talking on, dirty. Yeah, working on uh, maybe some of his confidence to talk dirty with uh, with Kristen Cameron. Coming up next is The Hideout Real Radio 104.1. We've got Kristen Cameron on the phone. It's uh, the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. El Jefe J-Dubs hanging out with you. Uh, Kristen Cameron, triplexgirlsnextdoor.com, uh, the word triple, xgirlsnextdoor.com, or www.milfnextdoor.com. I, I think um, one of the big things is I was talking to Dubs during the commercial break. Mm-hmm. Of she gave us a password so we, so we could go and look at. Yes, and uh, I'm uh, actually watching a video right now. And uh, in the side screen, it says kind of just a little brief description, KC Piledriver. Oh, which, wow, nice. Which I enjoy. <laughs> right, hold on, let me go see that one. I didn't watch that one yet, though. It's loading right now. Uh, we're uh, about to play here. Nice. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> what, do you get nervous when you hear people watching your uh, your videos? No, I just don't hear it on this aspect. Usually I'm sitting at the computer with friends and I'm showing them, but, you know, not mm-hmm. usually people I don't know. Yeah, not usually case. strangers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, but that's where you're going to make your money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out right here why it's called Pile Driver. <laughs> I have my suspicions. <laughs> What's that? I was going to say, bring her up on the top part of the phone because oh, okay. that one clicks. So put her back on hold. There you go. There we go. All righty. Do I have her? All right. You're still there, Kristen. All right, here we go. So now, from what I understand, I got an email from uh, our boss, Catherine Brown. She sent me an email. She said, I just talked to the you know, the lady that you're going to have on this evening. Very nice. She's a very nice lady. Yeah, what were you doing calling our boss today? Oh, oh, here's Pile Driver. Do you want to come over here and check out Pile Driver? Right, let me look real quick. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to look long to find out why. Next door on Milk Next Door. Uh, this is actually on triplexgirlsnextdoor.com. Okay. You're probably seeing something that's from a Milk Next Door, or unless I'm getting pile driven by my male partner. Yeah, it is. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. There you go. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's terrific. I've never seen it done like this before, and I'll be oh. honest with you. So why did you t- what, what did you talk to our it's boss like about It's like he's today? a pogo stick. Yeah, what what you talked to Cameron uh, uh, Cameron, Catherine Brown. Catherine Brown today and uh, what did you guys well, Honestly, uh, would you like to know why I ca- I talked to her? Please. Well, because your friend Bill Owens, mm-hmm. Billy the phone freak. Yeah, Billy the phone freak. He contacted me through MySpace. Yeah. And then he contacted me through my website. You know, I get 
tons of weirdos contacting me. I'm sure. So, <laughs> Billy's not yeah. an exception. Yeah. Well, well, neither I, are we, honey. <laughs> right? Well, here's the thing. I... I totally had to go over Billy's head and find out who the fuck he was. Cause oh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't swear. You, you can't swear. I can't swear. No, uh, we're still on the radio. Oh, poop. Okay. <laughs> hold on one second, all right? All right, well, hold, hold on. on one second. Yeah, put her on hold. Christ almighty. <laughs> Swearing. Billy the phone freak. Um, yeah, but I guess the big thing, I, I, now it makes a little bit more sense. As to why it was that she, you know she had uh, she had to talk to our boss Catherine Brown, it makes a lot more sense than the fact mm. I want to make sure they're actually radio guys because I'm sure you have people contacting all the time, and then usually they want the phone number so they can get a hold of each other and everything, and uh, then uh... that would be actually a funny idea for uh, like an internet radio show mm-hmm. where your, your only thing is booking like chicks who have porn sites and then getting their number well no just getting getting their number but talking to them doing an interview while you work yourself the whole time while watching the porn that would be fun and talking to them all right we got the dump back all right Kristen. hey hey no, no problem that's all right you didn't that's know. why we have a dump button i feel like i've been a bag you absolutely have yeah um so tell us about the website what do you got going on there at uh triple x girls dot com um well, there's all kinds of things. I mean, what would you like to know? I mean, I mean you have live cams on there, right? You do a live cam show? <clears throat> yeah, I do. There's uh, different types that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do one that is a scheduled cams show through cams.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do those a couple days a week. Uh, this week, I'm only I'm not doing any, apparently. I've messed around with my schedule all week, and I just blew it. But usually... <laughs> Actually, that's what happened right here on the, on the uh, video. Yeah, um, I uh, I do one or two of those a week. Those are shows that I do for my members. If you're a member to Triple X Girls Next Door, if you check my scam my, my scam my cam schedule, you can see when I'm on, and it's a benefit for you. You get to get uh, a better touch with me. You can talk to me in the chat room. You know, you can really see me live. Know that it's just not pictures. I'm for real. And then I do uh, Adult Webcam World. I do pay per views. For people that don't mm-hmm. want to join the website and they just want to pay with tokens, but you have to like go to the website and you got to look for my face because I just pop on there at any time of the day. So this is taking over the whole peep show thing, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And I, you know, webcams with Milf Next Door are every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and that's something that when you're a member to that website, that's the package that you get for free. You know, we do those shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Wow. Yeah, and um, so do, do the guys get to talk to you and tell you what they want you to do, and you can act out their fantasies, or do they just watch you take a shower? Um, usually, I'm either lying on a bed or I'm sitting here in the office with mm-hmm. my friend Brianna Ray, the one I do milk next door with, and or my friend that comes in to give me a good schmogging once yeah. in a while. Uh, so uh, it just really they they say, "Ooh, yeah, may we see a." Yeah, blank, blank, blank. Blank, yeah. blank, blank. And uh, I can say, sure, give me a second. Let me get warmed up. And uh, we... Uh, then you do it. We do it. Okay. Uh, also, we uh, we have a uh, our, our virgin of the group, uh, Matt Albert, 6'4", uh, yeah. 500-pound, black virgin, and uh, he has no confidence whatsoever. So we were going to try a little dirty talk that's not too dirty. It's still, uh, you know... Um, Radio friendly. He's going to just try some lines on you and see 
how he does see if he can, if these are lines that would ever work, period. Will that work for you? All right. Matt? I'll be his teacher. Hey, baby. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good, honey. How are you? I'm doing mighty fine, baby. Mighty fine. I just want to know, uh, have you ever wondered how many licks it takes to get to the center of a chocolate Tootsie Roll pop? Uh, alrighty. Uh, it's a hideout <laughs> real radio. Yes, uh, candies. It's a hideout real well, radio. Well, honestly, I wouldn't want to know because it's pretty messy and it reminds me of baby. I, I got two for you. I just don't, All right, I don't hold want on. to. All right, you know what? No, seriously. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Right. I tried. A little too well. Yeah. All right, that's good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what's the What's the website again? It is triple uh, x girls next door dot com. Uh, that was Kristen Cameron, adult model. Oh, now the porn music comes up. That's perfect. Just a little bit after. <laughs> well, I figured with the dump and everything. Great. We're just like the Mavericks. Oh, we one are, step we, slow tonight. We already uh, hung up on her chunks. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Retard. But the, she is hot, and I do suggest people go there, sign up for the uh, website. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Who cares about her? <laughs> Their stupid website. Remember, you can see her at fingerjoust.com. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. How is he doing? Did we ever get an update on him? I don't care. I mean, no, I don't know. The only the only update we got was the next day after they called. His dad called and yelled at <laughs> program director. Why is it how every guest has to go through a program director? Does that tell you something? Did I tell you that we we may not treat our people well? With the utmost respect there. Maybe we shouldn't be... Uh, is that her calling back? Tell her no thank you. Tell her we'll tell give her, her another blow. We're not interested. She needs to know a little something about being on the radio. What's going on? Whatever. Let's take a break. All right. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. star one zero four one on your singular wireless phone. Hefe. How's it going over there? Eh, we're down by six, making stupid mistakes. But uh, that's better than it was a few minutes ago, so you're actually kind of uh, gaining ground back. Eh, we'll be fine. It's early. Now, uh, I was uh, cruising through the internet last night, and I found uh, a clip uh, off the Sci-Fi Channel, oddly enough. Sci-Fi Channel hasn't really been known, at least to me, for playing these things with uh, people that are, you know, have some kind of disorder or are just odd in some way. It seems like uh, more of the Discovery Channel or... Yeah, Discovery Time, yeah, Discovery Health, that kind of stuff. That seems like their gimmick, but the Sci-Fi Channel, which also is going to start carrying wrestling, they're going to be start, they're, uh, they're picking up ECW. And I don't understand how that fits into the whole Sci-Fi Network. But uh, I found this. This is what they're claiming to be the world's cheapest man. The man who uh, will spend the least and... Uh, so the hideout got exposure with Matt Albert. Yes. <laughs> because I've never seen a guy milk so little money before. Actually, I want to get into that with him because I've heard of how frugal he is with money. Every time we go out to eat, it's... Uh, do, do you, is this water free? Is this water free or is there free re- refills on this juice? Yeah, the free refills are big one. you got to realize juice rarely has free refills. Yes, yeah, that's why I ask. Is this the, only, th- the only thing you're going to get juice like with free refills is usually like the fountain lemonade that's the only chance you got but he, ice extra i wish they would charge him extra for ice one time just so i could see him go berserk because he i'm surprised he's the guy who always like i would figure he's the guy who always gets no ice 
so they can get a little bit more drink. I had a lot of friends like that that would, uh, if they were just going through the drive-thru, they weren't there uh, where they could get free refills. They would get it uh, Coke, no ice. So they get that much more soda with their uh, meal. But right here, this is the world's cheapest man. He doesn't hold a job. He makes money by selling things that he finds in the dumpster and everything, and he cuts cost in every way he can. I wear it as a, a badge of honor. I'm cheap and I'm proud. Meet Roy Haynes. With his cost-cutting measures, he makes the average coupon clipper look like a spendthrift because he has an amazing ability for finding ways not to spend money. In a typical day, Roy will rummage through anything to unearth a bargain. Squeeze out every last drop and pinch every penny. This has been a lifestyle for me for a very long time. I learned at a young age to cut corners and not indulge in any wind. Roy doesn't want a 9-to-5 kind of job, so he makes a living by reselling other people's junk. <laughs> it doesn't bring in much, eBay. just $15,000 a year. And here's the thing. He tries to cut as many costs as he can, and he sits around selling trash to people, and he makes about fifteen grand a year. He could live better and uh, still do the cost-cutting things if he just held a job. I'm telling you, this fat bastard that screens our phone calls right now, this is him. I don't know, 15000 a year, I think that guy's actually doing pretty well. Well, <laughs> he could be a radio producer at Real Radio and not quite make that. Yeah, and still uh, live better. And this particular what I have on my hand. But Roy knows how to make every single dollar count. From the food he eats. A lot of rice meals, as you see, because rice is inexpensive. To the cold remedy he makes. Some ginger ale. Half a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. So, even with medicine, this man will cut costs and use ginger ale and cayenne peppers, mix it up, and that's his cold medicine. That's Honestly, his Theraflu. That's, that's what I'm drinking to lose weight. That's just a little... Yeah, basically, that's what it is. It's that uh, master cleanser, but with ginger ale in it. All right. To the paper towels, he recycles over and over again. Each towel, I get four or five uses out of. Roy has made it. And the funny part about that is he's, uh, they show him with uh, lines, like, uh, like uh, lines of string across his kitchen where he hangs the paper towel back over to dry out for a second use. Now, here's what's funny about that. He could go into any... Um, you know, like Wendy's or something like that, and mm-hmm. go get napkins. Free. Yeah, go get napkins, silverware, all that stuff, but instead that, of having to reuse a paper towel. But that would take uh, him actually going to a fast food restaurant, taking the gas to get over there, and taking the, uh, you know, just the, the money to buy a burger or something. Five uses at it. Roy has made an art of cutting corners. I equate it with being a smart shopper. Thanks to their tight spending, Roy and his wife Lisa owned their home and two cars outright. But as Lisa knows all too well, saving on rent doesn't mean he'll spend on interior decorating. I have a pouch here that he was able to find free from someone's home. Um, he doesn't allow a lot of lighting in the house. Um, he wants to save money on all the electricity. This guy is basically a bum with a house. I will say this, though. It's kind of smart because 
He's proving we all live in excess. There's no doubt that we eat too much, we use too much. Well, well sure. I mean, I, I can definitely see the cost cutting and, you know, not using as much, and, but hold a regular job and put away money for the future or something like that. I, uh, he's, he's doing it a very stupid way. Obviously, he's at the extreme. I'm not going to lie. You know, mm. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. But I almost wish, like, I could figure out a way to be happy like this guy is with this. You know, for a little while there, I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to... I'm gonna eat this, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go without cable, and you know, all of that stuff. And you are somewhat happier when you do it, but then when you realize kind of what you've been missing out on, yeah, then your the depression hits you, and you're just like, oh man, I don't know how I could live without this stuff. How could I live without watching all the ERs that mm-hmm. run on TNT? And aren't you much happier now that you can? Now that you can watch all those ERs. That and fatter. Money on all the electricity. Luckily, he gets free firewood from a neighbor. He's so stingy with the heat that we have to use a wood stove in our house. Surpri- I'm surprised this guy doesn't live in Florida. Uh, he's living somewhere down south. He's he's actually in a very cold area because they went there during probably fall time, and they needed that uh, heat as much as they can. They're just shoveling free wood into the uh, into the fire. But after 15 years of marriage, Lisa is used to Roy's frugal ways. And although he's extreme when it comes to saving money, even he has his limits. I make the point of always buying the two-ply, and then I separate it so I get two rolls out of the one. And although I reuse my paper towels, I do not reuse my toilet paper. Now that is a place. That is a place where I differ with him, because hmm. there have been times where I've been poor and I'll never skimp on the toilet paper. No, I'll tell you if it sometimes, and as much as I love food, if it comes between eating and getting like the real thin, literally paper toilet paper. Yeah, it, the stuff that the fingers pop through, no problem. As opposed to the Charmin, you know, this, there's a difference between what you have at home. Mm-hmm. And what you've got at work. Yeah. The and work stuff sucks. The home stuff is basically like, you know, a pillow. You'd swear to God that you could almost get a paper cut for some, from some of the stuff at work. But I, I'm telling you, it's happened to me before where I will um, clean up, mm-hmm. fold the paper over, clean up again. Oh, with the, the, with the same piece of paper? Fold the toilet paper yeah. over and clean up. The most oh, I think I've ever, nasty. I'll average between three and four cleanups with one watt. Why don't you just use newspaper? Yeah, I mean, at that point, that that can't be soft still. Yeah, no, because you're, you're folding it over, you get a new, soft, clean portion. No. Yeah, but squishy. No, I'm telling I can't, you, dude. I couldn't handle it. You get used to the newspaper, trust me. I mean, and you have to admit that sometimes you've gotten a mess on yourself. Oh, yeah, but that's why you wash your hands. That's Ugh. the only time you wash your hands. I'm not out of line here. I know other people do it. No. I'm telling you. You shut up. You use the uh, sports page and the classifieds from the Washington Post. <laughs> Only I, one time, though. I spread out an entire paper for a full year. An entire newspaper for a full year. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Now, Lisa can't say that Roy is not the same man she married. After all, he did take her to McDonald's on their wedding night. On their wedding night, they go to McDonald's. Oh, why would she marry him? I know. I, you you would think at that point, they say love conquers all, and I guess in this case it does. 
But there's no way that I could be with anybody like that. She's got to be mentally deficient, as mm-hmm. is he. I mean, sometimes, you know, you're really in love, you're really in love. What are you going to do? Man. How come we all hate him already? I don't hate him. I'm uh, not going to lie. I think the guy may be on to something. I think he's an ass. Minute too late, man, in 321, you're in the hideout. What's going on, fellas? What's up, bro? Hey, do you guys know that you can make uh, cough medicine out of uh, ginger ale and uh, cayenne pepper? Uh, uh, you're a minute, minute too late, man. Sorry about that. Although I'm not gonna lie, I will try it. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't handle uh, the the natural cold remedies unless they get me really high. I'll tell you this: when I get sick, I feel a lot better when I drink this master cleanser as opposed to running any sort of a uh, cough medicine. I don't really take any medicine unless it's for recreational use. Yeah, you're getting high all the time off of stuff that's supposed to cure. You got a whole uh, AIDS cocktail that you're putting together on the weekend. Jimmy the Jew in the 703. What do you got? Hello, Hefe. J-Dubs, I have to applaud you for finding this god. This guy, he's a genius. I've never heard of such a thing. You you said he's a god? He's a god. $15,000. Oh, my God. What's if you convert that in different uh, currencies from around the world, that could be close to like a million dollars in some places. He's a genius. All right. So you're a big fan because he cut costs. What's the biggest thing you've ever done to cut a cost? Oh, for entertainment, I go outside and uh, I'll splurge and I'll buy a nut. And I'll throw it between two squirrels and watch them fight for it. All right, that is cheap. That is very cheap. Thank you, Jimmy the Jew. Jimmy the Jew in the 703. 407-916-104. All right, we got to talk to the king of uh, cut-cutting... Yeah, cost-cutting measures, uh, Matt Albert. All right, Matt, what are some of the things you do... To say, other than not pay for your lovely uh, girlfriend when you guys go out to yeah, eat. Yeah, going Dutch. She likes it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no commitment. I'll have two meals a day. Yeah? Uh, my famous 26-cent meal, which is two packs of ramen noodles for lunch, mm-hmm. and then one can of spaghetti, uh, Chef Boyardee, or Chef Boyardee mini ravioli for dinner. And that's all I'll eat, now, unless it's free. Now, now he has lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. on the diet. And do you feel kind of stupid, like, at other times when you've been eating in excess, just knowing you honestly don't need that? No, not really. Yeah, I because it, those times. before it was free. And the only reason he is cutting down now is because he doesn't have the money. But when people bring up food into the hideout and they mm-hmm. bring pizza and stuff like that, which, by the way, is always encouraged, and you can always come hang out on the show if you want to bring food, this fat bastard, it was just last week we were talking about it, when our buddy Nameless, who runs HideoutHeretics.net, brought up some pizza. Not Hefe happened to bring up pizza that night. Yeah, so we had like three pizzas up here. Essentially, Matt pours it all into one box before mm-hmm. the show's even over and runs out of here. Yeah, I, I walk out to the back and uh, just to grab one more slice before I leave, and he is already putting his big meat fist into every box. Packing it all in to one box. He doesn't. He doesn't even wait that long. There's like three full boxes of pizza back there, and mm-hmm. someone might take one or two slices, and then he'll start asking everyone, "Does anyone want any more of this?" Yeah. Um, and he gives me the big. <sighs> I'm yeah. polite about it. He does the. You no, know, you get caught stealing it all, and then you have to act like, "Hey, I'm a good guy. I I'm don't just really clean this up. I don't need or want all this. Uh, you can have some if you want, though. I'm really pissed off." I have this pissed off look in my face and eyes, but go ahead, take it. Oh, well, I also got to the point, too, during the open door policy, where the heretics would bring up Chick-fil-A, chick, mm-hmm. chicken nuggets, and Matt would run in there with a couple of styrofoam cups 
and filled them up so that no one else could eat. They got to the point where the heretics would hide the nuggets from him. They hide the bastards. They, they would hide them, and now they finish them before he even has a chance to get back there, or, or us, any of us. Or us. And you that, ruined it for everyone. That's my Friday well, night dinner. Well, what do you want from me? What we have to do now is when it's... When I it's, save a can. When it's back there and we go to break, we have to keep him on the phones, and he's struggling. He's like, Chunks, watch the phone. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Napier, watch the phone now. Nope. And everyone's running in the back to eat, and he flips out and he still can't even resist. I genuinely though, and I, I'm legit. We have prizes that we can give out. Yeah, I'd love to know, and we'll give out a prize if it's a legitimate, good, cost-cutting measure. Something to do to just get a little more frugal and maybe save a few bucks every week. And maybe it's something you do, and if it's a good idea, that maybe it's something that we would welcome into our life. Then uh, we're more than willing to give you a prize for it. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Among other things. Oh, I gotta go see this. Oh, damn it, we're working. A pair of tickets to see the World Sumo League 2006 Mega Tour. That's a perfect one, Matt. Next, uh, next Monday, the 12th, the St. Pete Times Forum. We have to send Matt down there. Tickets on sale now. More information, visit ultimatesumo.com. The only reason I want to send him down there is to hear about the trip of him driving alone. Uh, to compete. So that you can get a job, so you don't have to be so cheap, so you can treat your beautiful uh, young girlfriend. Also, speaking of you mm-hmm. cheapsters, $50 in coupons for food, coffee, and more at 7-Eleven. It has the new twist on lunch, the Twisters. Real pizza dough wrapped around your favorite pizza fillings, cheese sauce, and other stuff. We'll take a break. We'll come back, Dubs. 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Legitimate cost-cutting uh, measures, and I'm going to try to think of some more that I'll do. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Welcome back to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Right now we are uh, taking your suggestions for cost-cutting measures, and because... Uh, we uh, just played a audio of the what uh, Sci-Fi Channel is saying is the cheapest man in America. I think he's right, dude. He's just figuring out different ways to cut costs. I, don't, I mean, I guess technically he'd be the cheapest man, but it also seems like he's probably he, he, the, like one of the smartest. He, but he definitely takes it to a high extreme, and I I, I think uh, you can learn a lot from this guy and other people on how they save money, but you can also you know, kind of t- do it in moderation, just like anything else. One of the things he would do is use paper towels four or five times. Kind of hang them up to dry. Well, I think about it, you don't even need paper towels. What you got shirts and shorts for? Yeah, that's why you have regular towels, but then that takes washing machine to uh, to run, and then you have to figure out what costs less, uh, buying a 99-cent paper towel or a washing machine. Who even says you wash your clothes, whatever? True. Uh, let's uh, let's start with, off with uh, Carol. Carol in the 407. You're in the hideout. Hey, how are you guys tonight? What's up? I'm doing great. How about you? Not bad. Uh, here's what I think is a great idea. It's hmm. something that we used to do when we were in college, and that was we used to get the local paper, map out the best happy hours with the best food for the entire week, and then we would go to – they had to have two-for-one drink specials because you always had to buy a drink. So mm-hmm. you buy your two-for-one. You hit the happy hour, and being a woman, you can carry a purse, have it lined, and you go and you hit the happy hour, you get dinner, and if you're lucky, you can get something good to have for breakfast the next morning. All right, you know you what? Know, yeah, I, I actually do that as well. You're definitely a winner, Carol. Uh, I, I will make sure that I find out what place has a happy hour, and that's where I'll go to. I'll skip over the place that doesn't. Yeah, she uh, she wins a prize. You can, too. 407-916-1041, 888 
Now, I haven't seen too many happy hours lately, and it's tough for us to go to happy hour because of the fact that we mm-hmm. work. The only time I get to go to one is on like a Saturday afternoon. But I, a lot of times places won't have them on Saturdays. Yeah, I know, but sometimes you'll find like a Tuesday through a Thursday, a happy hour will have food out in addition to the mm. drinks. Like, that's their whole allure. I mean, it's not really a bar, but I think Applebee's has the, it's like two-for-ones, um, and it runs on the weekend, too, like during during the day. Yeah, I know. Also, uh, Snam Sneeds over there, uh, right next to us, has happy hour all day long on uh, Saturdays. Well, then is, is it really a happy hour? No. I'm know. talking a happy hour is four-for-one. That's what a happy hour should be. It's still half off, which is uh, not a bad deal. I'm looking for a nice uh, 75% off. Bob in 386, what do you got? Bob. Hello. Yo. It's Bob? Bob, yes. Yes. Uh, I've got a... Um... No, you don't. Uh, Bob? <laughs> Bob, you there? No, I... Uh, uh, yeah, Bob. Let him go. I'm looking for Bob. <laughs> Bob! Buster Man in a 352, what do you got? Hey, guys, I got two things. Okay. Uh, add water to the dish soap when it starts getting low. I never thought of that. Does that actually Stretch work? It out. Does it really? It out. I figure yeah. we just bubble it up. You know, I, I actually used to do that whenever we'd be running low when yeah. I worked at the pizza place and we'd be doing the d- dishes and I we didn't have really time to go out and buy any, so I would actually just add water I've to it. I've got a bottle at home right now and running low on I'm going to try it. Put water in slowly and that oh. works. Okay. The other thing is I turn the TV off. When my 13-year-old is watching it, I tell him he's wasting electricity. All right, that's a good. He's <laughs> a only when he is because he, he is. Don't uh, pay the bill. No, don't right. pay the bill. He's he, a winner on both counts. He's wasting it because he doesn't pay for it, and it's it's uh, when it's Hunter on, it doesn't get turned off. One of the things that I did, it started in college, and I continue to this day, is that whenever I wear clothes, I won't wash them every time I wear them. Oh no. Like, you know, if it's... Now, because here's what I'll usually wear. I got underwear, mm-hmm. then I have undershorts, an undershirt, then my overshirt that you can see, and my, my regular shirt. You have layers, my friend. I do, and even in Florida. Uh, real smart. But it was something that I started in college, because, first of all, I'm lazy, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't always have the change to go to the uh, to the machines to wash my clothes, so I just got into the habit of, I'll wear a shirt, like a regular T-shirt, mm-hmm. Two to three times before I wash it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a hideout shirt. Or right. Shorts, I'm not going to lie, I rotate by between two or three. They'll get washed probably once a month. You These ones right here I'm wearing, been wearing since Saturday. Yeah. See, I can't fault you. I'm not, you know, I, yeah. I happen to not have my camouflage on today. And that's because I felt like dressing up and wearing my Mavericks gear. Yeah, because uh, my, my chick will get mad at me, too, because I only have one pair of shorts in every week. Something I do to cut down on the electricity bill is uh, only turn the AC on when Chunks isn't around. Oh, that's uh, actually very smart. You're a winner. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know, like, a general way to save, and I know, Dubs, you'll agree with this, mm-hmm. uh, the Costco membership. That thing is fantastic because you can get a lot of this stuff real cheaply yeah. at, at Costco. Here's what I do. I found a couple of buddies who have Costco memberships and just milk off them. That way I don't have to pay the 30 bucks a year. Yep. that's. Uh, I've been a victim of that a few times. Hey, you got to go get some gas. <laughs> you want to ride with me? <laughs> now, we got uh, Jonathan uh, in the 352 right here, and this is something that I've been interested in a while, but I haven't really met anybody up close and personal that goes through this. Jonathan, what do you got? Yeah, I don't want to bore you with the details, but there's a website you can go to. It's www.fuelforlife. You can actually take cooking oil from restaurants, yeah. industrial use, filter it out, and it's like a three-step process. You boil it down and you separate it, and you can use it in diesel 
engine vehicles because diesel smashes it and completely explodes mm-hmm. the gas. Rather nebulize it like an injector with a car. Yeah. And it's a pretty drawn out process, but you can actually save a lot of money and run a vehicle off of cooking oil. Now, Jonathan, do you have one of these? Yeah, I got a diesel. I just got the equipment to set it up to start Awesome. Um, I wasn't going to, but with diesel at $3 a gallon, you got it to. Makes it makes pretty good sense if you can drive for almost free. You're definitely a winner, bro. I think that's three for three. People are coming up with very good ideas on how to save, man. You got to do that. Yeah. It's that time. That's why I don't think this cheap guy is. Yes, he's extreme, but I think he's smarter than the people that are spending extravagantly. It's not doing them any good. J-Man in the 407, what do you have? Yeah, I was just wanting to say how, you know, a lot of times you'll go out to dinner with friends. Mm-hmm. And I've never actually done this myself, but I've had a lot of friends do it to me. But what you do when you, the bill comes is instead of, you know, saying, okay, I'll pay him, I have to say, well, i got to go before the bill even comes. And huh. Just give him a little bit of money. And then, you know, then you That's just, just a off. dick move. That ain't a cost-cutting measure. That's, that's just being a jerk. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a prize for spending 14 bucks at uh, the ale house and throwing down a five. Like, I'll I'm going to run. And now, and now, they, now Matt's going to try that every time we I'll go out. Just uh, crank up a bunch of ones and throw it at you. i got to go. Sorry. Scary Gary in the 407, what do you got? <laughs> What's in the news, Scary Gary? Uh, no, no, I'm not the same guy. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> go ahead, I'm, I'm just scared because I lived in the streets of New York and survived there. Ooh. You know, <laughs> ooh, hey. <laughs> but uh, speaking of the streets of New York, my friend of mine got a sports car. A, uh, I'm not sure whether it was a Porsche or something. It was, mm-hmm. it was really nice. He got it at a police auction, and uh, and it was really cheap. And they, and he'd come to find out that it was really cheap because some guy was killed in it. And, uh, I've heard the auctions are great places. The police auction is actually a very good place. Uh, I actually got a truck at a police auction before um, when I was younger. 100 bucks, and it drove for a year. What? 100 bucks for a F-150. It was crappy as hell. And when I turned on the heat, the, uh, the, the windshield would turn black because the oil... Was burning so bad to be run through it. Why don't you One change year. the oil, dog? No, it, it, oh, it didn't matter. matter. It didn't matter. It was just because the rings in it were so burnt out that uh, no matter what, and I had to pour oil in it all the time to keep it going. But it was only a hundred bucks, and it did last me a year. Actually, by the time I got rid of it, still running. I um, I've never, I've never really gone to that any sort of that length. I would love to try out an auction. Oh, it seems like a good idea. The first length I've gone to make money is uh, selling my plasma. See, that was something I could never do it, but like across the street where I was at Texas Tech University, mm-hmm. uh, they had a plasma place, and my, my roommate, Erod, would sell plasma. I think you were allowed twice a week. He would do it on Tuesdays because on Tuesday it was happy hour, mm-hmm. and there was a bar right next door, which was just crazy, college town. And I believe either Saturday or Friday or Saturday, whatever, they'd let them again after the, like, the waiting period. There was like could. a three-day waiting period. And again, like that. and that was complete drinking money. And, he, and you'd get drunk quicker. That's exactly his point. He's like, man, you get drunk quicker. What do you want? I, I used to go to the one in East Lansing, and Harper's was right next to it, a bar. And I would just walk right over there. It was a microbrew, and I'd have a few microbrews and get trashed. Do they have that over at UCF? I wonder if they got that same kind of setup where it's plasma and then bar, just right next to each other. It, they, I think they do it on purpose. They have to. But when you're in there and you see the quality of people that you are around giving plasma, because it's a bunch of, like, three or four college kids and 20 bums. Well, whatever. The winos, they got to make their money, too. Yeah, but that, that's kind of a glimpse into your future at that point. Nah. Jason in the 407, what do you got? 
I got some good tips for when you're going out on a date. All right. Now, instead of taking them out, you know, typically it's like a movie, it's maybe cover for a club, and then there's dinner, just cut to the chase and rape them. <laughs> That's not right. Oh. <laughs> and you're still paying for the meal. Matt, make sure you give line three a prize. Jesus. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't give know the, that was coming. Give but... him the shock, Jock. <laughs> he earned, where it is. He earned it. Uh, it's number 41. Ah. Uh, That's doom. 31. Shock, shock Jock. jock. Sorry. <laughs> he still gets that one, too. All right, uh, we'll, we'll uh, just wrap this up coming up next. Uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. I still wore those pants for that week. I didn't I didn't take them off to wash them. Yeah, Dubs back in the days that we were in mid-Michigan was a stinky, smelly bastard. He was mm-hmm. between, between places where he was living, and uh, smell wasn't his concern. No. It just between working at the radio station, working at Big Cheese Pizza, he just working at uh, Scory Auto Sound. Dubs was that guy mm. that you didn't know how to tell him he stunk. He knew he stunk. Yeah, I, I would have been able to take it. Fine, I know. I, I, I here's the thing: we didn't know then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to, you know, we want to be your friend. We don't want to hurt your feelings. I knew that I had a big poo stain in the back of my pants. And I still didn't change him. Uh. Now you're just bragging. Well, I'm just telling you, I knew. Oh, boy, did I know. Because I, actually, at first, I'm like, maybe I did sit in sauce until I went to the bathroom and uh, took off my pants and took a big whiff. I'm like, nope, that's that sauce. Some kind of sauce. All right, that's dubby sauce. I'm leaving. Yeah? I can't believe the Mavericks have played this awful. And they're still winning? No, it's tied. But what, what quarter is it in? Third. Third quarter. Middle of the third. We've played like ass. Are you We've gonna, played uh, like those shorts. Are you going to uh, stick around here and watch the rest of it, or are you going home? No, nah, I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Nah. Watch the, the end of it at home. See, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'd have to just stay here, hunker down, and watch the rest of it. No way. I took my headphones off. I don't know what you're saying. See you later. 5,000. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Monsters in the Morning, Shannon Burke Show in the afternoon, or in the midday, uh, the Felt File in the afternoon, and then we are back with the hideout on a Friday. Uh, make sure that you come on up tomorrow for the open door policy. Happened for the last hour of the show. I want to remind everyone tomorrow we're having Rob Nicolon. He was the cop who helped Dr. Phil catch all the oh, sexual yeah. predators. Oh, yeah. The sexual predator cop will be on tomorrow, uh, the one who was on Dr. Phil, helping finding the uh, people that were with... Uh, what were they? Uh, he was uh, acting like he was a uh, incest uh, a guy who was in, in, into incest with his uh, daughters, and he busted a guy that was also into incest. So we'll talk to him tomorrow on the hideout. Until then, be somebody, always talk good, and God bless King Dude. Rest in peace, earthquake. We out, bitch. Five thousand.
goes, it goes. Kick him to the floor, step on him hard, step on him hard. Kick him to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.